have mercy, look at how the time goes. Three, two, one, and we are live. Hey, this Tiffany. Hey, John. Sitting here across from me. You know what? We are so cute. I think I should have filmed this. I'm gonna. That's another thing I want to do. Uh, before we went live, we were talking about you know I, the, the 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 foolishness and sitting around and saying I should do this. I should. It's about just doing it. Just do it, baby. Well, I tell you, I have a fancy camera, some kind of a Canon, something or another, and I'm scared to death of. Why? Technical, technical things. Baby, I'm in IT. Computers, technical <laughs> things. I, <laughs> I'm in IT. I can help you. <laughs> I think I'm going to be asking for that help because if we have a camera and I oh. am supposed to be filming these things. Oh, you should be. And I should just, I should just do it. You definitely should do it. Maybe if we have time afterwards, you can show me. Uh, I will show you. We'll, we'll fix yeah. that sorted. We'll get it sorted. So here we are. This is the uh, Coming Home Podcast. I am your host, and I'm sitting here with Miss Tiffany Troutman. Hello. She is, I don't know, what can I say about this young lady? Now, we have met face-to-face -face one time before you came out to, I think I it was the very first, it was oh. the very first stand-up show that I did, actually. It was amazing. Ah, I came out thank to your, you. your premiere. I was <laughs> so was... stoked to come out to your premiere, and I brought my girls with me, and we traveled all the way out there, that was, uh, and I was so proud of you. It was thanks. amazing. Thanks. It, was it was a was lot amazing. of fun. But I, I can tell you right now, as a previous stand-up comedian yeah. before, um, I felt your nerves that first day. Okay. Oh my yeah, God, I felt yeah. it all in me. But you did so well, and you you stuffed it down. Yeah, and I was a little shaky. I was a little shaky the first couple of minutes. Honey, I was the first couple of minutes, but then you got then it, I, and yeah, then you yeah. snagged it. There was something something clicked in you, and it was amazing to watch. Well, you know what I found out. Um, I don't know. I've been on the mic maybe ten times since mm. then. Uh, and it's always the same thing. That first minute, minute and a half, I'm scared to death. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I, I, Fuck I, yeah. I, I can feel my whole body shaking. Yeah. It's probably coming out in my voice. And it always takes that first laugh. As soon as somebody, it can only be one person, but as soon as I make somebody out there laugh, I'm in. And you're in. And you're rolling through yeah, it. Yeah. So once you do, if once you get that first laugh, then you know... You're in the sweet spot, yeah. and then you just keep rolling. But yeah, yes, yeah. I even after many years, I'm still terrified going up on stage because you don't know what your crowd is, and especially here in Norway, I can't even imagine what you go through because well, in the states, you know, I know what the humor is there, but does it translate? But see, I don't. Mm -hmm. I can. Here, here's here's the weird thing about me. Now I've been living in Norway for almost twenty years. Mm -hmm. uh, this summer it'll be exactly eighteen years in I'm June. Sorry. 18, yeah. <laughs> you, you feel my pain. I feel it. No, so uh, 18 years in Norway, and I, when it comes to music, I'm also a musician. When it comes to music, I am so cut off. I don't know what is good in the States anymore. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can turn on the radio here in Norway, and they'll play some of the hits in, in, in the States, but, but, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's good just because it's on the top of the charts. So I have totally... <laughs> It's like when Australia ripped off from the rest right. of the world and, and, and all those weird developments of the animals and stuff on Australia. That's how I feel when it comes to, to creativity, whether it's music or stand-up. You're a man without a country. I'm a man without a country. You're a yeah, man but you know, without a country. You know, and we can joke about that, but there is something about there that. There is a lot to that. I'm doing okay here. You're doing great here. Well, thanks. I'm doing, I'm doing okay, but, but there's a big hole in my very essence I feel that. because I'm not 
at home. I'm just but, he, I'm here, but this isn't home. But here's the thing: when you go back home, yeah, does it feel completely like home anymore? That's my problem. When I go back home and I go and I travel and I see, um, I don't necessarily see my family, but I do go and see my friends because okay. those are the family that I've chosen. And when I go, it feels like I haven't missed a beat. But on the same sense, they're talking about things that I don't understand, like taxes on their yeah. house. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I left in the Bush era. You know what okay, I mean? Yeah. I, I left in the Bush yep. administration, so all that Obamacare. Yeah, what year did you come? What year I came. Did you? I came to Norway in two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Yeah. Yeah. So I Bush, came in two thousand two. So. See, so we've been yeah. here for a hot minute, so we missed all that Obama stuff. Well, Obamacare. Well, the, the whole health insurance thing scares the living daylights out of me. Me too. I I think I made a post in that uh, in the uh, the Americans in Norway group uh, just a couple of days ago. Help yourself. Drink think, your coffee there. I need coffee. If people if people <laughs> hear silverware clinking and stuff like that, let them hear it. All this right. Is, it's a family we're just, affair. We're just sitting here at home. <laughs> um what was I going to say? Yeah, that whole thing with healthcare. Um uh, you know, I can't criticize or support the situation because I don't understand it. I don't either. When it's I confusing. left, when I left, I was uh, I was a cop at the time. I think mm -hmm. I paid a hundred, maybe a hundred and twenty bucks a month, and I had health insurance. Yeah, I I, I don't know any more than that. No. And now there's this thing with Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act. You have to sign up. Uh, do you have a choice of doctors or don't you? Uh, uh, Pre-existing conditions. I what is still that? I still hear these horror stories. Mm. Now, there's some people that are a little bit more to the right in the political spectrum who try to tell me that uh, anything that Trump were to come up with would be better than the Affordable Care Act. I can't no. see that. No. I just can't see that. I think, personally, this is my personal humble opinion. Let's hear it. Let's hear uh, it. <laughs> and don't be humble. <laughs> okay. All right. This is my big-ass opinion. Um, my opinion is that it seems like uh, what we have here in Norway, the um, listen, I've, I've broken my back here in Norway. I've yeah, had you back did. surgery. Right. Yeah. It yeah. was free. Mm. Um, I've had two back surgeries actually that were free. Um, I've been injured so many times, and I am not swimming in debt from medical bills. Well, I try to talk when I get into little discussions and debates with with uh, friends and acquaintances back in the states, and that is one thing that I do tell them because they come up with the S word. Socialism, socialism, and that's a scary. You know, oh my God, it's so scary. It, it, it's it's a, it, first of all, I think there's a difference between pure socialist socialism and mm. democratic socialism, yes. or social democracy, whatever Huge. you call it. I think that here in Norway we have what we could call a social democracy, and within that social democracy, yeah, we pay a little more taxes, but we're not going bankrupt but because we, we get sick. Do we pay that much more taxes? Well, here's here's the yeah. truth. Here's the thing, you know, in Florida, where I come from, I come from Florida, Poor and thing. my income tax is 22%. Yeah. Now, I come here to Norway, and my income tax is 22%. Now, granted, I pay way more taxes on all the fun stuff, like right, cigarettes right. and yeah. sugar and all that stuff. The Gas index, and all that. But that's my choice. Sure. And if I want all that sugar, and God damn it, I do. Yeah. 
I will go and pay the tax for it, but that tax so it's goes not, it, toward... Yeah, it's not like the government is imposing that tax on you. Those no, are choice these taxes. These are choice taxes. These are sin taxes. Exactly. That's what they call it, the yeah, sin tax. Exactly. If you want to buy booze, yeah, it's a little expensive. You sinful little devil woman. I you. know. Look if at you, you. want to be a little naughty. <laughs> but I'm a little naughty, so I don't mind paying yeah. for a child getting their... Um, you know, uh, stent in or whatever it is of the kidneys, yeah. because it's like a community. They, they, I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't see that big gap either here with the mm-hmm. financial thing. I was working as or the a, gap between the rich and poor. Yes, that, or, yeah. or not, not just the gap, but the um, the view of the gap. Like I know in the stateside, um, when I was younger, you know, I worked in a grocery store. And I would go out with my friends who were engineers and stuff, and they would. I wouldn't say they would look down on me, but she she just works at a grocery store, and so there's kind of like a status view of what you work at. But then I came here to Norway, and I worked at a grocery store, and I hung out with somebody who was a nurse, and nobody looked at us any different. Right. Really. Right. So there's not that big gap there. Well, I just. I'm not going to say Norway is better because I have a bad case of permanent homesickness. Word. So I'm not going to say Norway is better, but no. I do feel more secure here. I, do. I feel You know, safe. you you talk about your broken back. I've had what eight, seven or eight shoulder surgeries. Yes. I lost count. Eight uh, in the last three years. I would have definitely lost my job. I would have definitely gone bankrupt uh, if if I was living old. in the states. So so so. And and all be and and because of that we pay a little bit more in taxes. I, I, I pay twenty. I pay twenty eight percent last year. Yeah, here in I taxes. think altogether, I think I would pay like thirty six, which sounds like a lot, but really altogether, it's. Well, really I feel that we get our money's worth here of the, from the taxes. The thing is that the tax money in the states, in the states, the tax money goes to. Um, you know, yeah, it goes to like corporate bailouts. It goes to which is socialism. Which is socialism. <laughs> it is. It's socialism yeah. for the rich. Yeah. And yeah. it's madness. And that people would support that uh, socialism for the rich is okay. But giving the poor people, I mean, America just hates poor people. Yeah, you it know, like uh, of course, not everybody, but there is a huge swath of the American citizenry who, I mean, we, we see it on social media, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, why should I pay for you if you can't handle your own medical bills? Why is that my problem? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I, okay, I, I I get that, but aren't we a better country? Uh, Joe Rogan says this all the time. Wouldn't we be a better country if we took better care of each other? We would be. You know, break it down to the household level. Wouldn't I have a better household if I took better? Now I'm talking bad about myself. I take good care of my kids, but <laughs> let's take it off of the personal. If a person has a household, isn't that person contributing to a better household if they take good care of every household member? Absolutely. So if you break it down to that level, it just makes sense to open up. I, I'm not saying America needs to turn around and be a socialist nation. I'm not saying no. that, but have a little bit more of a <laughs> socialist <laughs> mindset Maybe. in the sense of taking care of. Well, I mean, if we are a community, we have to take care of each other. Don't we, though? Yeah. We have to. Yeah. And we are only as strong as our weakest link. Yep. So if we constantly... Is Florida the weakest link? 
I, I I'm sorry. There's some strange people in Florida. <laughs> no, all there right. are. Let, let me, let me, let me. Okay, talk I, about said Florida for a minute. I said now it. Now I said it. I said it about Florida. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Florida. <laughs> people think that everybody in Florida is crazy because you get all They're these not? amazing. I mean, amazing news stories out of Florida, right? Yeah, that's true. They're yeah. like, oh my God, you know, Florida like, man, this, that, and the other. Florida yeah. man gets naked and runs across the water, and you know. You know, but see, I was a truck driver. When I got out of the Marines, I was a truck driver mm-hmm. for a couple of years, couple two and a half years. And uh, I was up and down, because I lived in North Carolina at that time, and I was up and down I-95. Oh, that's how you do it. From all the way up in Maine, all the way down to, to Miami. Mm-hmm. And the weirdest places, the weirdest stops that I had, the weirdest <laughs> cohabitation <laughs> with, <laughs> with humanity was in Florida. They're just weird. Well, it's not, that's the whole thing, is that it's not a they. You've got to understand that <laughs> most Floridians are not from Florida. Well, I, I was not born in Florida. Really? I actually, were yeah, we, were you? I was actually born in Indianapolis, Indiana. You're kidding and me. And my family moved down to Florida before I was one years old because fuck Indiana, you know? Mike so, Pence and all his weirdness, you know? So, like, wait, was he the governor back then? I think no. So. I don't know, but I know that it was It's that it was that kind of ass-backwards yeah, uh, yeah, mentality. Yeah, my parents yeah. like, no, we'll go to Florida, but... I grew up in Florida since I was one, and I can't tell you all the friends that I made that I think I can count on one hand that they yeah. were actually born in Florida. So we have a mixed, like... Isn't there a lot of people? people? I think I asked you about this uh, on uh, on a conversation on Facebook once. Aren't there a lot of people from New York, New Jersey? A load of it. We because actually, I seem to remember, I heard a lot of people with like <laughs> Jersey accents when I was in Florida. I'm like, what is this? And Boston. Boston we too. have the okay. bar. The bar they used to hang out with was actually a Boston bar. You know, they had yeah. Red Sox things everywhere and Patriot stuff. Uh, and it's so the the Northerners love to come. We call them snowbirds. They come down. Snowbirds, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They come down. You know, during the winter months <laughs> and they hang out. But um, the thing about Florida, why there's always the Florida man in the news, is because Florida has this law. Have you heard of the Sunshine Law? Well, I haven't. Okay, let me share this with you. There are Florida man. Florida man is in every goddamn state. The only thing <laughs> about Florida man is that in Florida we have this law called the Sunshine Law, which is that um, everything that happens, uh, all the criminal activity is shareable and and it's free to the press. So we have this open press thing. Okay. So that's why all these crazy stories seem to come out of Florida. It's because our press is so open. We get the names, the addresses okay. in our newspapers and stuff. I guarantee you in Massachusetts, you have a Florida man in there. You have a Massachusetts man. <laughs> yeah, it's but just come that the, 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 the press is not so open. So check out the Sunshine Law. The Sunshine Law is that everything has to be open to the public, all the news, okay. everything, everything crazy that happens. Somebody that whacks off in the, so, so in the Walmart, <laughs> you know, that's on the news. And his address and his name and his mugshots in the news. So, so what is it? Is it that the, the police have like a liaison that just I think throws a, all this stuff out to the it's, press? It's or a, do the, does the press come and just ask? No, how's, it's, how's this it's, work? It's, uh, it works with the, the, the radios, the police radios. Oh, okay, See, so they're so in on the scanners and whatnot. They're okay. Yeah, so the scanners, so all the news people have all the scanners, and so they always okay. show up where okay. they're supposed to be. Okay. And so I don't think the law is the same in every state. It's just we're so Must open. <laughs> we are so open about our crazy people. We put our crazy people on the porch, give them a drink, and parade them out. That's all the difference is. Our law There's a reason that. why... Uh, 
what is Cups? We were watching Cups or a season twenty nine or something. I do believe every single season had at least. I'm sorry, every single episode, rather, had at least one or two incidents that were in Florida. Behind my house where I grew up? There, I was swear to... I see, <laughs> I've seen so many... Um, I, I was at a pub one time. Uh, JD's. JD's in Palm Bay. I will say this. JD's in Palm Bay, this pub. East East Coast? Uh, Coast. Yes, East, it's East Coast. It's East Coast. Space yeah. Coast, where the, the okay, shuttle goes yeah. off. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a, like about 30-minute drive from where the shuttle goes off, and it's this little town called Palm Bay. And I was sitting at this pub in like 2007, just chilling, and all of a sudden, bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> These like cameramen came busting into the pub, grabbed this man, threw him down. It was a hot Amazing. mess. And I was like, <laughs> I love this town. You don't get this shit over here in Porschgrun in Norway. <laughs> no, I don't think they do. Good Lord, could you imagine if they had a, a cops type of thing? Or maybe they do, actually. Don't they? What is that? They uh, do. What is that show the called? In, um, not Insider, but they have some uh, shit. They, yeah. I've seen it. Pull a tease, something or other. Something like that. I've yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. But usually it's always... Kind of boring. Here, yeah, it's really boring. Kind of boring for Florida because, people. Yeah, because all they do is get drunk here. That's, That's true. It seems like most of the trouble is just drunk, drunkenness, and then the police come and it's like, hey, now yeah. you, you're drunk, come on. And it goes relatively Right. Well, it's yeah. nobody in a flamingo yeah. costume, like, whacking off or anything exciting. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> but, 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 but on the other side of that, mm-hmm. when things do happen, you know, every once in a while somebody will pull a knife at a nightclub or That's something true. like that, and then they just, it just blows up in the media here, and they act as if that's just, it's going to be the downfall of Norway. Because yeah. of one little one little incident, and it... that's kind of like <sighs> what my whole incident with that uh, that uh, that murderer. Tell us about that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about. I that. was feeling you when you were what was it a few months back, maybe six months ago when you had to when you had to go into court. Court, man, that Just, was crazy. That was crazy. So, so someone you knew was Not... killed. Or no, tell, okay. yeah, tell the story. I'll I'll tell the story. I'll start A to Z. I'll I'll go from the beginning. From the beginning. Well, you know that that Americans in Norway group mm. that you and I are in. Yeah. Um. Shout I, out. The shout out word. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Okay. <laughs> shout out to them. But um. So I was in that group, and it was 2014. Let me take you back to 2014. Here we go. Okay, we're going back to 2014. <laughs> I was in my last year of nursing school. Yeah. And in your last year of nursing school in Norway, you have to do all these clinicals. You are working like double shifts at right. hospitals, and and your shifts are like um, maybe you work a morning and then maybe you work a grave. And I was having issues trying to get to sleep okay. when I yeah. needed to yeah. in order. And I was exhausted. And I was a new mom. My son was only one years old. Baby daddy was not helpful. No. So. And so I was working two jobs, going to school, doing these clinicals. I was exhausted. So I posted on the Americans in Norway group. I'm like, I was looking for Tylenol PM. This was what I was looking for, right? Because I knew that Tylenol PM would help with my back pain yep. and put me to sleep. And it would be perfect. Then I could sleep with some good months. stuff. I it's some that. good shit, right? That. Or some yeah. NyQuil. Help a bitch out. NyQuil. You know? oh. Something. NyQuil. The quill. Hashtag <laughs> the, the quill. quill. Give me the quill, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so something needs to help me because... Um, because my sleep pattern, I mean, if yeah. I had to sleep at three o'clock in the afternoon yeah. and get up at nine, yeah. you know, so, um, so I posted on the page, I was like, does anybody know if there's any equivalent 
to turn on a PM. And this man popped up in my, my DMs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Always watch that asshole in your DMs. I'm There's always like, one. No. There is always one. So he popped up and he goes, Oh, I know how to help you. Um, as I said, I was a nurse. I need to sleep when I can. I'm a mom. He's like, what you need to do is get you some Xanax. And I said, oh, I feel that. But listen, they don't do that shit here, so no. And then he kept trying to. He told me he was a psychiatrist. Oh, wow. Okay. This might, his name is Ayrik Vob. Oh, yeah, and he we're said, coming out with names. Yeah. Yes, we're coming out with names. Well, he's, he's in prison now, so we, yeah. we, we can talk about him. But his name is Ivan Kvart, and he said that um, he told me he was a psychiatrist, and, and then he started coaching me what I should say to my doctor to get the Xanax. And, and here in Norway, the Xanax... What is this guy all about? Right. So in here in Norway, Xanax is like, uh, you know... Uh, Scary drugs, so yeah, they don't yeah. give it out no. here in Norway. No. So he was trying to tell me, he was coaching me, basically. And I'm like, well, if you're a psychiatrist... Why would he have to go through the back door like why, that? Why, you why doesn't he me? just invite you into a, to a doctor's appointment with Roger him or something? That. Yeah. Right. It yeah. seemed a little creepy that a real... Yeah. It yeah. seemed a little, um, for me, the ethics were right. a little bit wrong. Something was a little off. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, this bitch is not a psychiatrist. So yeah. I blew him off and didn't talk to him. And then about a month later, there was another lady that popped up in our group. I won't name her, okay. but we'll call her. She's still there? Yep. Oh, gosh. So we'll just call her Andy or whatever. We'll call her Andy. Yeah. Okay, so we'll call her Andy. Andy, um, she posted. She goes, does anybody know this Ayrik Vada? Anybody friends with him? Because he was in America and told me that uh, he would send me some groceries if I just sent him some money. So I sent him the money. He never sent the groceries, and he blocked me. Doesn't even know like him. Sounds like a Nigerian scam. You sure this guy right? wasn't Nigerian? No, he was Russian. Sorry, Nigerians. He <laughs> was Russian, actually. That was the okay. whole thing. So I was like, oh, I was like, I've been talking to this dude because he's been trying to flirt with me and hit me up for money and all that stuff. And he kept talking. Hold on a second. Let me fix your. Uh, oh, let me fix your cord here. What am I? What am I popping up? Tiffany's getting her... Uh, Let me get my sound right. <laughs> well, I just want to give you more slack in your headphones. Is that better? I got too much stuff here. <laughs> there we go. You've got cords everywhere. I got cords everywhere. Yep, for those of you listening, we're sitting in my music studio, so I got a lot of my music equipment here as well. <laughs> it's awesome. But now you got a little more slack when you I got some slack you now. Go. I'm sorry, little... go ahead. That's all right. Uh, yeah, no, I guess I was talking about that. Yeah, that dude, he he had he had robbed this lady, basically, in our okay. group, in American yeah. Summer Way. He robbed her. Totally like, scammed her. Totally fucking scammed her. And and I was still technically friends with him, quote unquote, because yeah. he had you know been sending me messages. So I told her, I said, hold up, girl, mm -hmm. I got you. I got you. So I sent him a message, and I'm like, dude, bruh, uh, you told her that you were going to send her some groceries, and you didn't, and you're bouncing off of the money. That's not cool. So either give her the money, yeah. or I'm going to go to the popo. That's how that's going to go. Mm -hmm. So he was not pleased with that, and okay. I didn't realize what kind of man he was. I thought he was just your run-of-the-mill con man is what I thought he was. I didn't realize how dangerous right he really fucking yeah. was yeah. and so uh when i told him i was going to the popo and i did go to the popo okay um 
uh, I guess he had gotten a, a message from the Popo that I had gone to the Popo or whatever. Well, they actually contacted him. Yes, See, they that's not normal him. here. Actually, no, that's how they do. Is <laughs> is if you get busted by the Popo, then they will send you a letter, a fucking letter, because how scary is that, right? Yeah, and most of them just yeah, toss it yeah, in the garbage. Yeah, so yeah. he wasn't so scared by the letter. <laughs> But at that time, he was just a con man. And he was a con man. I didn't know that he had had a group. He wasn't just one con man. He was a con oh. man. He was a part of a, a con circle, is what they yeah. is what they kept telling me. Yeah. So it was some kind of circle and a group. And he was half Russian, half Norwegian, I'm guessing. And so, so he's just hanging out with a bunch of scammers and making, yeah, a, bu- making a business yeah, out of he it. he was making a business out of it. So anyway, I, I had gone after him. I said, listen, you're going to give her money back. He told me basically, you know, fuck you or whatever. Mm. And I was like, oh, no. Mm. No, bitch. So <laughs> I wasn't having it. So I went on a, um, I guess you could say a campaign, online campaign. Oh, you a, went after this guy. Oh, I wasn't fucking around. <laughs> So, no, you don't fuck with my people. Miss Tiffany. And I didn't even know, I didn't even know Andy, this girl. We'll call her Andy. Okay. I didn't know her personally, never no, met her. No. But I was like, I know. You the, just saw the injustice that she had to go I through. And, you, and he tried that shit on me, too. I guess that's, I should have, I should have gone out with that. That he tried to, the very beginning, he tried to, quote unquote, sell me some camera equipment and he just wanted to know my PayPal account and it was like so obvious that he was a goddamn scammer wow. so I told him to go fuck himself basically <laughs> basically 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 and so and that and it was after that that Andy came out and she's like okay he robbed me and I'm like of course he did he was trying to scam me before yeah. so I went after his ass and then I put a whole Facebook page about how he's a scammer I wrote his name in both English and Russian because he was <laughs> using both those and I went and I researched him. Okay. I found out that he had a fake business in Maine, that he pretended like he sold lobsters. I found out that he scammed somebody. How'd in... you find all this out? I researched, baby. Google is your ah. friend. I did not fuck around. I went through it. I, I basically became a, a private investigator. So you had this thing in Maine? What else? Did, uh... Uh, in the Caribbean, he also scammed some um, Jamaican um, performer. He was like a, a music artist. Yeah. In, in, uh, so he scammed him or tried to, but he fled the country before the he got caught. What is wrong with this guy messing right. with Jamaicans? You don't right. Know. Oh, you don't fuck with no Jamaicans. What are you doing? <laughs> so, but he's been all over the country, and he's got, quote, unquote, these, these shell companies all over the world. He's okay. got a shell company in Maine saying he sells lobsters. He had a shell company in Russia. Um, and then, so when I went after this dude and I told him, I said, listen, you're going to give her money back. I'm going to the Popo. I went to the Popo. He got the letter that pissed him off. And he found out where I lived. Yeah, he did. And I had a little one. Were you night. living down in Porsche then? I, yeah, I was living okay. down in Porsche I was living down in this uh, Eidanger. This little okay. area called Eidanger. And yeah. it's a great little apartment or whatever. But he found out where I lived, and I started getting these, um, you know, at the post office, you get these little letters that say, you got to come pick up this package. Right. And if it's a COD, it tells you how much the fucking right. thing is worth. Right. So I got this one package. I don't know where it's from. <laughs> that one was worth 24,000 kroner. I had to come oh, pick come it on. up. Really? Right. And the next one was worth like 5,000 kroner. I started getting all kinds of razor blades in my mail uh, from these companies like... Um, you know, shaving companies, but that just, dollar shave thing, right? But it, they were yeah. they were a uh, 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 subscription, 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 yeah. so <laughs> that I would have to pay for them. Suddenly, all this stuff I'm having to pay money, yeah, to get things out of my mail, and I'm like, oh shit, this dude found out where I live. 
So it was identity theft right away. He had bought me like um, what he had bought me was, um, I guess you could say all the stuff, all the ingredients that he bought me, you can make a bomb from. So he sent me fertilizer. He sent me fertilizer, uh, some specific fertilizer. He sent me some uh, machine parts. He sent me all this thing to make it look like I was building a bomb. I'm an immigrant in a foreign country building a bomb. That was his whole idea. And then he went to the police and started talking about how I was a terrorist. Wow. And then he started sending me emails after that from different email um, accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, he claimed that he was a Swedish doctor and said that I had this uh, tumor on my fallopian tube and that I should come in. So I knew that was bullshit because I've never had a Swedish doctor in my <laughs> life. So <laughs> why am I going to fall for that? So I, I called him out on that one. And he just kept sending me emails from different accounts, told me he was going to send the KGB after me. And then the last threat that he sent me, he told me, um, I'm just going to send a few guys down to your town and rape you. That was it, is what he told me. And I didn't hear anything from it. And then Now, I this w- guy is doing all of this just because you stood up to him just about that original scam that he it. first did. That's it. And because uh, I called him out. And I think the reason why he really went after me is because I made that campaign against him. I made a Facebook yeah. site with his picture and said, I had a bot as a scammer. That. And I, I fucking blasted it out. I yes. blasted out. Don't, don't fall for his bullshit. I, I was not fucking around. You, you, you know I love you, right? <laughs> you know I'm not. <laughs> I'm on your side, okay? <laughs> I wasn't fucking around. I was gonna, I was yeah, gonna ruin yeah. because he was trying to hurt. Well, the stuff that he does hurts people. Yes, he's, you know. I, after my research, and I saw that he had scammed so many people all over the world. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. he's not gonna scam anybody no more, and no. he scammed this. Andy girl, who I didn't personally know, but she was in my group. Now you're getting close to mine. Yeah, and then I can believe me. I don't. I'm not supporting the way he acted at all. But I can understand why he got pissed. Yeah. You were jerking around with his livelihood. I his livelihood. His livelihood. Yeah, his livelihood was was these scams, and here you are trying to trying to tear it down. No, That's no. awesome. That's pretty ballsy. <laughs> I was mad. I, I was told you I thought you were, there's this little <laughs> tough element to you. You're the sweetest thing, but I can see you're tough. Too. I got a little That's chihuahua. A, you got a little chihuahua. I'm going to bite it. You got, I'm a little, a bite. you got a little Florida gator in you. <laughs> yeah, because I don't, I don't, it's something about injustice. It I hear pisses you. me off. I hear you. Yeah. On, on a most. Uh, oh, I'm the same way. Yeah. On a cellular yeah, level. Yeah, yeah it absolutely. Me, me too. So I don't deal with it. And when he, he tried to scam me, and then I saw mm. he scammed somebody else, and now you're too close. Now you're going down, bitch. That's it. That's, and, um, and I was down with it. But he he is a narcissist. Like, from the clinical sense of the narcissism. Not like he thinks he's pretty. But textbook case. Textbook case. Yeah. Like, from the, you know, the DSM. He's down in there. He cannot be wrong. Well, it sounds like he was getting away with this for a wow. long time. And then all of a sudden he meets this brick wall called Tiffany. <laughs> So he pro- I, that probably triggered something in him. It pissed him off. What, what, what happened with that was that I, I realized what kind of person he was and that he was the man that had to be right all the time. And so um, I remember yeah. that I had contacted the police the first time when I had that identity theft. And they're like, do you know what he looks like? Do you know anything about him? And I'm like, no. So I was still in contact with him, and I started playing with him a little bit the next day. Okay. Was that he was like, uh, I told him, you need to give Andy her money back. 
And if you don't, um, I'm going to the police. He goes, well, you don't even know where I am. And I said, it doesn't matter where you are. And I started playing with him a little bit. He said, well, I'm in Malta or wherever he was at. You know, I don't okay. remember where he was at. He's okay. like, I'm in Malta. I'm like, you're a liar. <laughs> but what I was trying to do was get him to take a selfie of himself right then and there to prove that he was right because he's that kind of man. He has to be right. You should have started flirting with him, asked for a dick pic or something. No, I, fallen I, right I, into didn't, that. I didn't want the dick pic. I wanted to see his background, where the fuck he was right then and there yeah. because I wanted to get the popos out there, yeah. wherever he's at. He's like, I'm in Malta, and I'm like, you're a liar. You don't even have enough money to get to Malta. You're a fucking poor guy. Okay, you're like drag a, yeah, out, dragon. Yeah, and he goes, go on oh, his ego yeah? A little bit. And he, yeah, and he took a Smart. selfie. Of himself, Smart. right where he knew. I knew he was going to be Smart. At. So he took a selfie, and immediately I sent that selfie to the Popos. And I'm like, this is where he's at. This is his coordinates. Boom. Let's get him. <laughs> Let's get him. So did they move on him then? No, because right then and there, he wasn't completely a murderer yet. He hadn't killed anybody yet. So far, it was just the scam that's, stuff. And that's what pissed me off about the Norwegian police, because I went to them about, I went to them about uh, identity theft. And they sent me a letter saying it was um, Henloft. Is that because they uh, yeah um, they dropped the case they because they don't the have enough because they don't have enough right. evidence. So I went with them for the identity theft. I went to them about threats. They didn't have enough evidence about that. This man said he was going to send people to gang rape me, and he fucking did. I didn't get raped, but I was on my way home from work. I was walking down. Um, I had to walk. I didn't drive at the time, and I had to walk through the city center on a Saturday night. And there was these three men in a car, parked on the side of the car. And one of them got out and pulled me in. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah. Wow. And one of them got out and pulled me into the back seat. And there was one guy on my right side in the back seat and one guy on my left side in the back seat. And they had their hands and all kinds of stuff. Now, I don't know what Good happened. Lord, I don't know exactly what Good happened. Lord. But I know that when the police came, the police put me in handcuffs. Because apparently after that attack, nobody saw them pull me into the car. The only thing they saw is that when I was being, I was, the cops came yeah. and I got out of the car and then I kept wanting to crawl back into the car to get, I wanted to punch this Okay, you were I done, was hungry. You weren't done with I was head. hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I was hungry. I was coming and I kept crawling back in and they so thought they I just, was the aggressor. Okay, yeah. <laughs> wow. So they pulled you. They pulled me into the back seat of a car and they were trying. Did, did a witness call the police? Or? Yeah, what happened was there was a bartender at a bank fuck. There was a bartender at a bar across the way that saw the men pull me okay. into the car. So he was okay. able to corroborate my story that I got pulled in, that I didn't jump so, in because the guys were like, she just jumped in her car and just started punching us. She's course, crazy. Yeah. So what happened to those guys then? If, you, if there's a Nothing. witness, say, see, there Open you go. If, I can tell you the story. <laughs> I wasn't even there, but I can tell you the story. Yeah, they will find, no, I don't, I need to be careful. Okay, I, I support the police here in Norway. I what I don't support, what I don't appreciate, what I don't understand is the lack of support the government gives them in the way of funds and manpower. And I think it puts the cops in a situation where even though it's glaringly obvious that something happened, they have to weigh they have to weigh your case where somebody pulled you into a car against another case where maybe somebody did get killed and where are they going to put the manpower? It's bad. So when it's like that, I understand it. It doesn't make it any easier for the average citizen here to swallow but i understand that it is the way it is so i want to be careful i don't want to i don't want to say anything bad about the no. police but the system the way the government treats the police the way the government doesn't support them i i i don't understand the whole the whole the 
the popo side of the whole story. I just know that whenever I had to deal with the popo, my side. You know your experience. I yeah. know my experience, yeah. and it felt like the first time that I went to them, when I talked to them about the identity theft, I told them, I said, this man is dangerous, and he's going to kill somebody. You mm-hmm. don't understand. He is truly dangerous. His personality is dangerous. And then they sent me, like, two weeks later, they sent me, this case is, you know, we closed it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? And I was so frustrated. And then it took about a, about six to eight months before mm-hmm. suddenly I'm at work and I'm getting phone calls. My phone is fucking ringing off the hook. And it's the newspapers. And okay. I, th- yeah. And I thought, at first I saw that, you know, I was a nurse at the time, so I saw my phone ring and then I checked it, you know, to uh, not the end. And it said vague. And I'm like, oh, they're yeah. trying to sell me uh, a subscription, you know, fuck them. Yep. And then, uh, then for you non Norwegians, Vega is a um, large national newspaper. Yeah, in Norway. it's, it's yeah. kind of like the USA Today yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> of Norway. More coffee? Oh yes, please. Uh, and then, uh, and then, then like like ten minutes later, then dog blocks come. And then after that, Taya and Varden, and my phone is just ringing off the hook, and I'm what like, in the world What happened? the hell is going on? And apparently, my campaign, my online campaign yeah. against this Eric yeah. Bod guy. Yeah. The newspapers were researching him because he okay. had just murdered somebody. And I see. And you didn't know that at the time. I didn't know that at the time. So I knew this Isaac <laughs> Bod guy pre-murderer. He wasn't if a you murderer. Knew, if you knew at that time that he had killed someone, would you still have gone after him? Yes. Online? Really? Oh, yeah. You're just a tough little I, woman. I, no, absolutely. I, I don't, you are I just don't. a tough little woman. <laughs> or wow. stupid. But no, I don't play with that bullshit. No. no. You no. don't fuck with my people. No. Done. Mm. Okay. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. But this guy wasn't a murderer at the time. My phone's blowing up uh, at work, and it's all these newspapers, and they're saying that what happened was was that now Eirik Vod was with one of his homies, yeah. uh, Marius Grok, yeah. and they were trying to scam this musician He's a 25-year-old up-and-coming musician in Oslo. Mm. Fucking brilliant music. Kind of yeah. like country. It was yeah. really sweet music. And um, they knew that he had like money stashed away. I don't know, in some kind of family okay. account or whatever. And they okay. were trying to get him. They were trying to con him to um, give some money to him, I guess. But what they ended up doing was they ended up giving him a lot of heroin. They doped him up. Okay. And they gave him too much, and they overdosed him, and they killed him in order <sighs> to get his money. But that's not what got them caught. Oh. Right. So they ended up killing this boy, and then after they leave, what caught them was that the police kind of like had an idea that it might have been these two guys. So they mm-hmm. followed him around. They were in the middle of trying to kill another dude, trying to me. drug him, and same that's thing when the for po- money to get to same money. Same thing. So, so these dudes like <clears throat> they killed this young man, Paul Simmons, bless his heart. Um, five years ago, they killed him, and then um, they were in the middle of trying to like a couple days later, whatever. They're in another hotel room with another guy, and they were drugging him, and the popo were um, spying on him, uh-huh. and they broke in and busted them. Okay. And good I, work, police. Good, good work. work. Amazing work by the Oslo police. Amazing work because they really had their eyes on him, and and that man survived. I mean, he was doped up, but he survived. What what is? Or maybe you don't know, but I'm just going to ask. What do you know? Why the police thought that these guys killed? You know what? What is it that opened that up for them to what know that it, it might have been those two guys? You know, I don't know the. I'll have to really research it, but from what I understand, Eirik Vad 
uh, contacted both the, the 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 victim. They he contacted their mother. He called the mother and said, "I'm taking him to the hospital because." I don't know if they meant. I don't think they meant to kill him. I meant. I think they, they meant probably to dope didn't. him down. Yeah, and and then get his money. But they probably was, didn't mean to kill him if he called his mother. Yeah, like he that. called his mother and said. And but they, here's the thing that, that they are such both of them. I mean, I met them in court. They're fucking narcissists. <laughs> they have no remorse for no, what happened. Really. So let's let's not let's not mince words here. They okay. have absolutely yeah. no no remorse. Yeah. They called the mother because I think they were trying to get access to maybe. Um, you know, pin codes and stuff before he died. Okay. Yeah, I don't. It was not because they were trying to help him. I it see. was I definitely see. not. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing that those two people. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to find some good point in this guy that maybe no, he was. There's, there's no, nothing. No. There's nothing. Wow. And so anyway. Wow. Yeah. So let's so let's get to that. <laughs> what the court thing was, um, I didn't go to the first trial, and uh, the first trial they convicted these two men yeah. of. Um, I would think that, I guess, uh, translated would be like second-degree murder. Okay. That they accidentally killed him because their story... Manslaughter, maybe? Manslaughter, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. their story, these two men's story, was that um, that they accidentally killed him and they didn't know that they gave him heroin. Okay, follow me on this one. Okay, hold on. I'm about to adjust <laughs> myself. and turns. Because <laughs> this, this was a shit that blew me up in court, was that these men said that... Um, we were trying to uh, dope him down, dope on that. Yeah, we're gonna try to try to make him sleepy so that we can take his money. Okay, and what we thought we gave him was cocaine. Now, how you gonna make somebody nobody fall asleep with cocaine? Co- yeah, <laughs> nobody thinks cocaine is gonna put you I'm to like, sleep. I'm like, who uses cocaine to put him? What do they think they're sleep? gonna get him so high he's gonna break him through <laughs> to the other side and he's gonna get tired? What is that all about? It's not a thing. Oh. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. No. So that was their story. They're so, just lying. So They're I blew just, a yeah. hole in that yeah. one in their court. But the mm. original sentencing that they used, because I didn't go to the original court. I went to the appeal. You went to the appeal. I went okay. to the appeal. I, okay. was, I was a character witness in the appeal because okay. this man had stalked me, terrorized me for four years. I mean, it was, I couldn't put, I had to like hide my name in the telephone book. I had to hide <sighs> where I was living four yeah. years in Nora. It's terrible. Didn't you have to close down your artist page? I did. I did. I can't even. Tiffany is a fantastic artist, people. <laughs> she just fascinates me. She she can paint or draw pictures, and it looks like a photograph. You you. Thanks. I, I love yeah. it. I I'm, love I'm it. into the realism, and yeah. I want to make it kind yeah. of look close to a photograph. But but yeah, you so you had to shut down that page because of this guy's harassment. Yeah, I, and ca- stalking. I can't. I can't. What a shame. Promote what a shame. myself like if, exactly. I, if I'm doing a a big show in like Drummond, for example. Because you'd be afraid I, they'd show up. Yeah, they'd show up. And you I need I, a bodyguard. <laughs> You're big enough. Hey, I, I, I can use a bodyguard. Let's, let's talk about a price. We'll, <laughs> we'll do that off the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But these these guys originally they got um, Eidek Vod, the guy that was really after me. He got yeah. ten years, and the other guy, Marius Grolf, he got fifteen originally. And then they went to appeals court, and that's when they called me in and several others because they were trying to. Were they trying to get more into their character? Is I that what your your I, testimony what it was, was, was more that, on? Yeah, because what they were, what the guys were appealing was they said they didn't mean to kill this person. Right. It was an accident, and therefore, so it's, they were hoping to get a lighter sentence right. because they didn't. It wasn't planned, yeah. but here right. it was. Now they're calling me and several other witnesses. Like this man, this man. Let me tell you something. This man didn't just try to pull me into a car and rape me. He told me that he was going to get my son taken away from me. He was going to murder my kid. 
he was going to, I mean, he so was. So this guy just him. went all the way in with threats. He and, went and, all the way in. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was what the court wanted to hear from me was like, I'm like, no, he planned this shit. He'd been talking about yeah, this yeah. shit for years. That goes right on his character, it which does. can also go on his intent yeah. with the murder. So yeah. what ended up happening is their appeal, they were trying to get less sentence and Vod got 10 and Groff got 15. At the end, Groff got 20 and Vod got 15. So well, they both bumped up five. Because they realized that it wasn't an accident. Well, I, I tell you, you know, I um, I think I, ch- I chatted with you a couple of times about that and, and, you know, trying to show my support because I know how nerve-wracking that can be to be right up in the middle of a case like that. Um, not only to have to, you know, put your testimony out there, but also just knowing that this guy and his minions could be out there. That's the creepy thing uh, is that because they kept saying that he has an own pit. Yeah, a, a gang, a little circle. gang, a little circle of influence. He's a circle. Yeah. And so no matter, no matter. Do you still worry about that now? I do. And and here's the thing that I know you've heard this question from yeah. pretty much every Norwegian you've ever bumped into. Trivas do you know again? Yeah. Are you are you enjoying Norway? Are you yeah. are you thriving yeah. in yeah. Norway? Is yeah. basically what they're asking, yeah. and I want to look at them and go, you know what? Fuck no, fuck no! I didn't have no murderers coming after me. I didn't have all this crazy <laughs> shit happening. So, there's a little <laughs> less murderers, uh, not quite as many murderers after me in the states. Yeah. In the states, I yeah. was a mailman. I just went door to door, put packages. I was safe. I didn't yeah. have all this hot mess of you know fight. No, I'm not thriving. Go fuck yourself. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's a that that is a that, that's a tough question to answer. Now, I used to just blankly just say, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm quote thriving. Everything's yeah. just fine," and I would kind of say that to avoid having to talk about the reasons why, why I'm actually not. not. But you thriving. know what, John? John, I'm going to I'm going to give you a request. I'm, I'm I'm going to request you this because that question I think that Trivas Dui Norga it is a uh, like are you thriving in Norway I think it is a very unfair question to immigrants I think uh. it's wrong to ask an immigrant um, and this this is my reason okay I'm going to thro- throw it down my reason yeah. for this is that first of all they put you on the spot they do because, because they you do. don't want to go no it's shit here man because you, then you, you got to deal with faces the, the, yeah. and all kinds of weird shit <laughs> yeah, well, well, it's like if you, if you answer honestly and you say, no, I'm having a terrible time, yeah. then you're going to have to have that discussion with them. And it's like, they started it. Yeah. You didn't want to bring it up, but they asked you, but and you're just giving just, a straight up answer. It's not just a discussion, because I have no problem having the discussion. Okay, but I, I, do I, have, I don't have time for I, I will let them know. I'll let you fucking know. No, <laughs> I'm not having a good time, and this is some bullshit. Mm. I will let them know. But my problem is, is that then they get... This attitude of you fucking ungrateful immigrant. Yeah. We yeah. are giving you everything. There is a certain amount of cultural arrogance here. Yes. I'm there sorry is. to say it, but it is. It is. Yeah. So, oh, you ungrateful immigrant, you get yep. all this free medical care. Yeah, but I had a fucking murderer after me for four <laughs> years. And and it's snowing all the time. And I don't <laughs> see the sunshine. And yes, I'm struggling. I don't have any family here. But so I think that question is unfair and stupid to ask. And the reason why is that... When they ask, they know that, of course, we're going to say, yeah. yes, it's fantastic. Yeah. We, we stand up like a goddamn Manchurian candidate and go, yep. oh, the fjells and the fjords are yeah. so amazing, and the nature <laughs> is so beautiful, and we love living here, and yeah. it's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have to say that, because otherwise, we break their fragile egos, and they go away, yeah. and the only thing we have here is the networking, so we can't shoo them away. But on the other side of that, 
is that if we keep telling them it's absolutely fantastic, then when they finally do get to that immigrant that has the balls to say, no, it's absolutely <laughs> shit, they're going to go, oh, yep. well, you yep. know, all the yep. 20 immigrants yep. before you said it's Tiffany amazing. Tiffany said she's doing fine. Yeah, what, what? <laughs> yeah, John, and all these other immigrants that I know, all my other, you know, other skinned friends, they think it's amazing here, so you're the ungrateful one. There's something wrong with you. But the truth is, I, is that maybe I'm just the one speaking the truth. <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 for one, appreciate your truth. The things, and, and I love the humorous <laughs> way in which you tell that truth. Um, it's not a bed of roses here. It's no, not. It's hard. Um, what is it? The United Nations says that Norway is always like the happiest or one of the top three happiest places in the world. Okay. Okay. But that doesn't fit for everybody. At the same time, it's also one of the loneliest countries. It's also known as, and I even put up an article, there was a, the, the worst places in the world to make friends. Scandinavia is it. You know what? I can say a lot about that. Um, I am, I'm just a country boy from Ohio. Um, I have a smile for everybody. Mm -hmm. Literally, I have a smile for everybody. I know you do. And... <laughs> You throw that smile at a high percentage of Norwegians here, and they look at you like something's wrong with you. Something's and I'm like, I'm just being friendly. I was raised. You make eye, to eye contact with somebody, and you're out in public, you smile and you say hi or good, or morning, good morning or something. Yeah. And the looks I get. But even after 20 years, you can't stop yourself from looking at people and smiling to them, can you? You know what? Because that yeah, that, that is such a... That is a core um, personality trait of mine. The openness, the smiling, saying hi and all that stuff. But and I'm not going to change that just no, because I'm here. Here, that's a personality defect, but you know what? Walk with it. Yeah, you know, it used to bother me a lot, mm -hmm. but I've kind of grown out of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. When, when it's all said and done, I'm doing okay here. I'm, do, I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm doing great here. But little things like that, the, the, the coldness... Not the temperature, but the people. Yeah, I get it. The people, it, 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 uh, and not everybody is like that. I have, um, uh, well, my boy uh, Henning. Hello, Henning. Shout out to Shout Henning. Out. He is. Um, he's. I've been friends with him for eighteen years. I don't. I think I have one other friend that I've been friends with that long. Yeah. And Henning is Norwegian, so there are good people here. There Absolutely. Are. But sometimes, as an American, I just feel like I'm hanging. I'm hanging on the edge of a cliff, yeah. and they're stepping on my fingertips. <laughs> That's how it is. That's I just feel that way. I feel it, too. I feel it, too. It's not easy here. It's not. And, and you feel like you're, at the same time, you feel like a man well out of country because you're not completely integrated. I don't want to say integrated, but you're not assimilated. I don't here. like that word. I hate that word, integrated. But I say the word assimilated because that's what they want here. Because over here, it mm. seems like... If you're integrated, integration means act like us. Yes. Think like us. That's be what I'm like saying. us. There's a difference can't between do that. there's a difference I between integrated and assimilated. Okay. For one thing, those stupid sweaters, what do they call those? Marius Yeah, oh, good lord. Oh. Those things are so itchy and hot. I'm and I'm, a, I'm allergic to wool. And I'm a sweat box. Ah. So I'm constantly sweating. If I were to put on one no. I'm just goofing. No, but I can't <laughs> I cannot I cannot fall into that stereotypical um, uh, integration that yeah. people expect. And I'm not going to. Not going to. I know. Gonna. I'm going to keep my Florida in me. Do you know the Norwegian national anthem? Do you know it? I do, but I can't sing it. <laughs> You're better than me. me. You're better than me. Do you know the birthday song? No. 
nope, the not fucking even close. Birthday song. I've been here for thirteen not even years. Close. I can't. It's something hopping spring. I wait. I wait until they're singing, and then they wait, when they get to the last word, Gratulera, <laughs> and, and I throw a little vibrato on yes. it and do like a little Luther Vandross run, and then they're impressed. Oh my gosh! Oh, well, John. I, He's I know, integrated. I, I know, like the first three words and the gratulations. Oh my at the gosh, end. I just can't Boy, get I that hit song. It hard. I just, I hit you it hit hard. it, there you I'll go. I'll hit it hard. I hit it hard. I'll harmonize and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll hit that shit hard. Oh my gosh. No, you know, th- there's a lot to criticize here, but there's there's a lot of good. I, I'm married to a Norwegian. Yes, so you that's, are. that's, uh, she's that says amazing. She's, she's just a little badass. <laughs> she, 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 um, she keeps me in line. Look at me getting goosebumps. <laughs> No, I I am not so macho that I will not say that I love my wife. I mean, she's she's the best. She is the best. She's the best. I like her. I love your wife. That's my girl. Ah, She's just (laughs) awesome. You guys hit it off right away. Right away. I think what it was is we went to your show, your premiere, and that was the first time I got to meet her. Yeah. And um, I give her such a hard time on on uh, social media, though. <sighs> so you probably know her a little bit I kn- about, I knew uh, about her. <laughs> and you know what? The thing that I think is so adorable, I think uh, the the dynamic between you two. I think the first time I really kind of got to know you two on Facebook yeah. was that uh, Snoop was outside <laughs> and she was outside like fixing the brakes on your car. Yes. Meanwhile, you were baking I was muffins. Baking and muffins. And <laughs> She, well, I tell you, and I say it, I say it half jokingly, but it's also true. She is the one who swings the hammer in this house. I did that. Her and that's father, love her. her father was into construction. He worked a lot on uh, different projects with um, uh, concrete, right? And rebar and concrete and stuff. Most of the bridges, when you start getting north of Trondheim, those big uh, concrete bridges, he was the guy in that's charge. Amazing. Yeah, it's all, so she was with him as like a four and five year old and then up through the years with him on these construction jobs. She you know, if you t- turn, turn them the other way, I think they'll sit I think better. that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. yeah, try that. Yeah. There I you go. So she, uh, she can do, she's, yeah. She's amazing. Changing the tires. I, like, so I was looking at her, I'm like, I like her. She's I just like a, her. she is just a tough little woman. I, and I tell you, it, I know I'm getting a little sentimental, but going, <laughs> going back to when I first met her, it was like in 90, Seven ninety eight maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. My uh, my best friend Hagen Nielsen, Norwegian woman who moved to Chicago right. uh, in ninety six. When Hagen and my wife have been friends since yeah thirteen right. years, so Hagen introduced me to my wife way back then, and and right away I could see there was just something different about my wife. She had this. It was literally in her eyes. She just has this way of looking at you that she. She tells you she means business, but there's a heart there as well. So it's like, don't mess with me. If you don't mess with me, I'll take good care of you. It's yeah. like, it's like all, all of that, all of that is in her eyes. It's so, and she has, she has the, the, I don't know, where I'm soft, she's hard. Yeah. You know, where I'm wishy-washy, she's firm. And it's just, a, it's, it's, it's a good compatibility. It's, it's a good compatibility. You complement each other yeah, really yeah, well. Absolutely. It's Ab- thank you. Yeah, thank you. I think it's great. <laughs> I, married, I married up. That's you important. Did, marry you up. Did. Don't marry I'm down. Marry up. <laughs> marry up. <laughs> hey, listen, let me do a read real quick. Yeah. I want to read uh, just a little advertisement for a good friend that we both know. Yeah. Miss Ellen. Oh, Ellen. 
Shout Miss out. Ellen. Say hi to Ellen. Yeah. Hey, Ellen. Shout out, girl. How, how did you guys meet, by the okay, way? Okay, so Schmellen. Tell me okay. that story. I know about Schmellen, okay? <laughs> she's not just Ellen. She's Schmellen. Okay, I've known her since I was in my 20s, and I used to go to this fantastic bar, Chumley's. Shout out to Chumley's. <laughs> so, and it's still out there. So we used to meet at Chumley's. I'm not sure. Where was she, this now? This near um, Florida Institute of Technology. Okay, okay. so it's kind of like the college bar okay. outside of Florida Institute of Technology in Melbourne, Florida. Yeah. And so we'd uh, we just meet up at the bar. I sent her. I, I would meet her a lot there, and we just became really close friends. And I realized that she's got this amazing eye for design. So. Anytime I need any kind of graphic design, any kind of, like, I told her, I remember I was trying to design this t-shirt, and I needed it quick, and it was for the, I think it was, like, for the last leap year, okay. actually. Yeah. So we had this, uh, I'm a member of the Hash House Harriers, which is a running group, quote-unquote, actually, we're a drinking group with a running problem, <laughs> is what we say. So basically, awesome. we, just, we run around, and we get hammered, awesome. and we get lost in the woods, and we get more hammered, and it's a great time. <laughs> but we, we have this a special event every leap year that we had to make the amazing shirts and it was so close to the deadline and and we had to make a graphic design to send to the t-shirt company okay, and yeah. I just sent Schmellen uh, sorry Ellen <laughs> I'm going to be more respectful I love you Ellen so I'll make sure I call her Ellen I don't want to get slapped <laughs> Schmellen she's a few thousand miles away back in the states but I think she can slap me I think there. so we've been calling her Schmellen for like 15 years I can't do that anymore. she's a grown woman she's a grown woman she's not Schmellen anymore. she's Ellen so Miss Ellen uh, but I contacted her and I'm like, girl, I need a T-shirt and we kind of want to go with a Star Wars theme. Like so she was doing graphic design already back then crazy. in her twenties. Okay, crazy. Well, no, actually, no. This this leap year was only four years ago. That's how leap year goes. Oh, so this okay, is okay, a previous okay. leap year okay, that we had. Gotcha, now we're gotcha, on another one. Gotcha. But the last one four years ago, I told her I need to design this T-shirt real quick. I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do. Within a day, the next morning, boom, and she came out with the most delicious amazing leap year design and she's incredible well so. i tell you she really nailed uh the work on my artwork for my album yeah. she really nailed the um podcast logo podcast artwork uh let's see i'm supposed to read this read it <clears throat> okay I have worked with no. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it from the heart. I've worked. I worked with. <laughs> I worked with Miss Ellen uh, through you. You were yeah. the one that. I, I think I approached you first. Yeah, you asked you me because I was. I, was, no, I ain't got time for a time. brother. It wasn't a time. Walk for away, brother. black man. <laughs> no. <laughs> was you came up to me for art and I can do art on a canvas yeah. but I can't do it on the computer. Exactly. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you suggested that I contact Miss Ellen and yeah. I did. Uh, Ellen works at, uh, she works with, she owns LA Square Design. Uh, she did all of the uh, artwork. Um, yeah, just, I, I can't, I can't describe to you guys how Easily, she captured my vision for the artwork. All you have for to do my is album. tell I just her. Told her. Tell her what you're feeling, yeah. and she can put it visually. And it's amazing. And I tell you, I'm even more excited for the next album. I haven't even released the first album yet. Uh, the music is done. I'm just going to paint it up a little bit. Right. I'll release a couple more singles, and then that album will come out. But I'm already talking with her about the artwork for my next album, and that's going to be really exciting. The artwork, that is. Yeah. I don't know about the album. <laughs> I don't want to brag too much. But uh, LA Square Design is a husband and wife team based out of the U.S. in Lafayette, Louisiana. Louisiana, y'all. Hey. Uh, and who they that? Offer <laughs> who that? <laughs> who that? <laughs> uh, 
on March the Saints. <laughs> uh, and she offers, uh, she offers graphic design, website consulting, and marketing services. And she's amazing. Uh, she's, amazing. she's amazing. She uh, And she's dedicated. She's, she's so dedicated. She's very dedicated. The she communication wants, process was uh, fantastic. A lot of people would think, you know, Lafayette, Louisiana, well, that's so far away. Yes, it is, but through the magic of Dropbox, mm -hmm. through the magic of regular telephone conversations, and as we said, she is very good at capturing uh, the vision of the customer. At least she was with she me. She does, yeah. So the distance meant nothing. nothing. It, it, it meant nothing. She, 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 she nailed it. She nailed it. So if you want to contact... Oh, no. Schmilly. I didn't print out the, um, wow, I didn't print out her um, her website address. I'm going to have to find that, and let's, I'll give it to you guys. Let's, well, can we take a break? We can, you know what? This is live. I got to pee. We'll just, we'll, <laughs> you know what? Go ahead and, yeah, let's take a break. Let's, let's take just, a break. Okay, uh, push that button real quick. And we're back through the magic of podcasting. I was able to pause. <laughs> We took a bathroom break, and I got the uh, address, the website address to uh, LA Squared Design. Um, <laughs> that address is www.la2design.com. Say that one more time. That's www.la, the number two, D-E-S-I-G-N.com, LA2design.com. Give them a shout out there if you need any kind of graphic uh, design work, any kind of website uh, building or consulting, and any marketing services. Tell them John Allen sent you. And Tiffany, hey. And Tiffany. <laughs> That's right. My girl Tiffany. I'll holler about them all tell the them, uh, Tell them I sent you and... Uh, I don't know if that's going to help you any, but tell them, I, <laughs> tell them I sent you. There, that was my read for the day. That was it. Um, wow, what were we talking about as we were walking down the we hall? We're talking here? about friendships here, socializing. Friendship, socializing here, yeah. I, you know, I, I hesitate. I, I'm very careful. I don't want to disrespect people. Um, uh, shout out to my grandma who taught me my southern manners. Mm hmm. Um, I don't want to disrespect people, but if I want to say things as they are, sometimes it just really sucks here. I feel like I have to, well, I don't have to prove myself to anybody, as right. I said, but if I look at the job situation, uh, in the States, uh, I was a kick-ass narcotics detective at a good-sized police department, and then I come here to Norway, and that doesn't mean anything. No. Um, now, having said that, I think it would be extremely difficult for me to make adjustments in my policing mentality right. to be able to work in the police here. But if I wanted to work in the police here, I couldn't do it. I would have to go back to school. You have to go back to school. And take a four-year education. Even it's though... A it's a four-year college education to be police. Let, let me preach about that for a minute. Because I went to Norskush, mm -hmm. uh, the Norwegian uh, language course that most immigrants have to take when they first moved here to Norway. And I went with a, a man named Richard, who oh. was from South Africa. And he was also this amazing police officer. I mean, yeah. just a kick-ass police officer. And he couldn't get a job. Because South Africa, he, you said? South Africa. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was from South Africa. Yeah. Um, and he could not get a job here. No. As a police officer, he would have to go back to school. So what he ended up becoming is a teacher. He's a teacher at my kid's school now, which yeah. is great. Okay. And so I had to feel super safe. But he was super upset because he had all this yeah. experience. And not only that, but... I don't want to 
talk shit about the Norwegian police, but no, no. they have a little bit more action in yeah. South Africa yeah, yeah, than absolutely. they do. He was from Johannesburg. I okay, mean, so he was about, working then. Yeah, and he, he was a white boy in he Johannesburg. Yeah, so he was, he was working. working. Yeah. You know? He was working in yeah. Johannesburg. So coming back here, of course, he would be an amazing police officer, but they won't give him a second look because he has to go through their course. His, his education apparently is not looked at, and it's the same thing with nurses. Yeah. Nurses would from like with master's degrees from America and Australia, they try to get a job here in Norway. You got to start at the bottom. You got to start at the bottom and get that education. Uh, wow. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. How many of us are are, are struggling? I'm struggling. You struggling? I'm not gonna lie. I'm struggling. Like I said, you know, I didn't like that All Travis Dewey Norga uh, bullshit. You yeah. know, I like my last day at my job is tomorrow. You know, and then I That's don't right, know, yeah. and I don't know what other job I'm gonna have coming up because my and you've last thrown a lot of applications out there. At least fifty. And and how many interviews out of those? I 50? have now. This will be three. Three whopping, which is amazing. Three interviews is amazing. That's well, a big one. But you know what I think? You know, you you are, um, you know, you're you're tough. You have your self assuredness, at least outwardly. Uh, you know, you're no you're no kind of an introvert, mm. and so you have a certain amount of strength behind you to, um, for lack of a better term, tolerate <laughs> the experience <laughs> of having fifty <laughs> applications out there and only having three interviews. Yeah. I wonder if someone was a little less sure of themselves, maybe newer in the country, yeah. maybe without the solid educational background from the States, and they experience having to put out 50, what did I read the other day? Somebody put 150-something applications and zero yeah, callbacks, call. zero Nothing. interviews. Nothing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard because if you don't have the last name Hansen or Olson or whatever, you know, you don't. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna holler about the the, the xenophobia here, but there's a little bit. There is so a bit. That's it a is thing. a little bit because they We're are just being sure. honest, people. It's being <laughs> We're honest. not trying to talk shit about not Norway. Shit. It's, it's hard. It's just honest. It's yeah. hard. So so if you don't have that name, then all, automatically there's gonna be like at least a thirty percent drop in the phone calls that are gonna come after you. I was telling you off the air <laughs> as we were walking down the hallway that. Part of me feels guilty if I say anything bad mm. about Norway because I have done well for myself yeah. and, and for my, my, my wife and kids. Uh, we're, we're doing okay. Doing <laughs> we're doing good. That's a cute know. house. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. you know, so we're doing good. So, so who am I to complain? Right. I guess the answer, who am I to, to complain? I me. I have my experiences. Yeah. And it has not been a walk in the park. No. Um, and I know people out there are going to say, oh, stop your crying, stop your belly and Everybody has their <laughs> challenges. But does everyone have the types of challenges that we have as Americans in this country where we have to work through these people's xenophobia, where we have to work through their, their, their prejudgment of us? Uh, yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy. And let's be real. I mean, there's a lot of prejudgment that they have that's warranted. I how mean, so? How so? How so? Okay. Well, I mean, not that I disagree. I just want to hear yeah. you. Yeah. All right. For example, I remember coming here to Norway, and I remember having the, hearing the stereotype that Americans are so fucking loud. I mean, you hear them before you see yeah, them. But you know, that's true. Oh my it's god, true. it's so true. I didn't realize <laughs> it. I did not realize it until I went. Uh, it was like my first trip outside of Norway. 
I think I was going to Germany or something, and I landed in Germany, and I heard these two American people at the gift shop talking so fucking loud, <laughs> and I was so embarrassed, and they were like, oh my God, look at this, yeah, oh my yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh my God, we really are that way. I didn't see it, because I lived in it. But then I moved out here, and I don't know. I don't know who's in the wrong to say. I think <laughs> I don't think anybody's in the wrong. I think it's just a big difference. Americans are more. I don't know. We're more extroverted. Yes. We're more. We're, we're more. Like when there, I, when you know? I go home, Norwegians to the are more reserved. Very They're much. more. Yeah, yeah. So so you know, be quiet. Don't be seen. And yeah. Don't be well, heard my thing and, is like I know when I go to the states. Uh, when I go back home, it takes me a couple of days to adjust to being in the line at the grocery store. No. Sounds weird. No. Sounds weird. Yes, because I love I, that. I I do, but it takes oh. me a day or two because it, I, I've no. been here in Norway oh. for so many years, and then I go to the grocery store line in in Florida, where I'm from, and somebody will turn around. And, oh my God, you're buying? What are you baking? Tell yeah, me all about it. Go. What do you got in there? But I don't. And I, I freak no, out the first not day. Not me. That the, is my first recognition of actually being <laughs> home. You know, yeah, the small talk. Yes. Uh, I don't. I don't know if people hear it. I don't know if you have any opinion on my. The way I talk, but people back home say that I have some sort of accent. I'm from I'm from uh, from rural Ohio. Yeah, they say I have some sort of accent since I've been gone. So people will comment that ah. when, I'm, when I'm there. I don't know what I'm saying that sounds different. I'm just know. talking, but yeah. they they tell me that. So that's a conversation. Um, just a little thing, yeah, like you say. People. Oh yeah, you're buying it. Oh, yeah, yeah. What do you make? What's for dinner tonight? What's for dinner tonight? They'll ask you, and and it's always the first. Day. I, I love it. Don't oh. don't get me wrong. I love it, but it takes but you have me to have a little. It, it, I need a boundary. Period. I need an adjustment oh, okay. period. I need a day because if I, I fall right into if that. I come home that or if I land in Florida that day and then I go to Walmart that day, oh. it takes me a minute. I'm like, why Not are they me. talking to me? I fall right. <laughs> I fall right back into place. It's like yes, I'm at home. Yes. now. But once yeah. I once I do feel. It. I hear you. Oh, I hear you. So good. It feels so good that people pay attention to other people. That you don't feel like this. Um, I don't know this background uh, prop. Yeah. Here yeah, in Norway, yeah, I feel like yeah. a background prop. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's. Uh, but you know, we are loud. I'll give you a good example. Mm. Uh, I was talking about my friend Hagen Nielsen. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's lived in Chicago now since '97. God bless her. Twenty twenty some years. Uh, she is so freaking loud. <laughs> we'll go and train. We'll go and work out together, and then we'll go to uh, to Mini, the grocery store yeah. down d- down the road. And she is just so loud. <laughs> now Hager has a great sense of humor. Sometimes it's a little bit raunchy. Word. And I wonder. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I love it, Hager. Please don't change. But I wonder if sometimes she forgets that even though she's speaking English and joking and talking dirty in English, they. Understand what she's saying here, <laughs> and I'm just I, I I'm blushing and getting embarrassed. And she's just talking. We are loud. Yes, we are. Loud. We are loud. We are loud. And, and it took me a little phase to get over that. And the fact that uh, the first maybe three years that I lived here, I was very conscious of how oh, loud I, I was. I so I became this little meek uh, mouse, and I just shut up, and I just okay. was here. I was that immigrant who just nodded her head. And yeah, like, sounds good. Whatever. Yeah. But then I. I don't know. I got to a point where I was like, I live here too. 
you know, this is my world too. And uh, fuck everybody, you know. Uh, fuck them all. Uh, if I want to be loud, I'm going to be loud. When my, when my brother comes to visit me, we holler. At There's the, five million plus Norwegians all. here. Fuck them. Fuck every them one all. of them. Fuck every them. last every, one. Every last one of them right in the butt. I don't the give a even. fuck. No, I fuck them all. Because I live here too. And listen, yeah. I've been here for 13 years. Mm. I pay my taxes. I am, well, granted I'm not assimilated, but I am integrated. Well, well. Yeah, and again, it's semantics, I guess. Yeah. But again, it, go, it goes back to my thing about integration, where it seems that they, you are not integrated unless you act like them, talk like mm-hmm. them, like what unless they like. Unless you're assimilated. Unless you're assimilated. That's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. I don't want to be part of the Borg. No. Okay. No. Okay. No. I don't know if you've ever no. seen Star Trek, but the yes. assimilation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not having it. I'm not going to uh, say yes while I inhale. <gasps> you know, I'm not going to. Mm, <laughs> You I, know what? I'm sorry. I I've thought somebody was the, dying mm-hmm. one time when he was talking to me. Because <laughs> he kept going, mm, mm. and I, I was looking because I thought somebody was throwing I don't some think, shit. I don't think I do the yeah on the on the inhale, but uh, I have noticed that mm, I say mm, mm, mm. I do that too, but I do that more as a <laughs> passive aggressive kind of. Mm. <laughs> so you have a plan to your uh, yeah. Mm. My, 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 There's a meaning behind my your lips mm. are a little more pursed than <laughs> they should see. be. I'm like, uh huh. Uh-huh. Mm. Like <laughs> a, you turn from Miss Tiffany to Auntie Tiffany, and, mm-hmm. and throwing a little teeth sucking. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have a little bit of Medea in me. I do. Mm-hmm. You got some black folks in I your family. I do. I do. I have. Uh, Un- is an uncle. It's an uncle, my yep. uncle Mike. Shout yeah. out to my uncle Mike. Yeah. He's actually my favorite uncle, and uh, he's been. I mean, he, well, obviously, he's married into the family because yeah. <laughs> I'm Caucasian. Yeah. But he's my favorite uncle, and then I have uh, through him I have a four uh, half racial uh, cousins or whatever. Yeah. But I go, I used to hang out with the black side of my family. I hear it every once in a while. Yes. Little, little something, something comes out <laughs> in your voice. And you know they used to do my hair. You know okay. when I was because they, yeah. they they love playing with the Caucasian hair because our hair. They, let's they just be you, real. Our they, hair feels different. Did they give you cornrows. They did. Tell me they did. They yeah. did, and yeah. but they let me play with their hair too. And yeah. I I like the fact that I know it sounds awfully racial or whatever, <laughs> but you know we have different texture to our hair. Sure. And then sure. absolutely. I was a black person. You don't want white people grabbing your hair or whatever. <laughs> but when your cousins, yeah, but if you're different. in, if you're in, if you're in, then then uh, touch the hair. That's what if I say. In. Well, my thing is, you is get that a pass. I might be white, <laughs> but I'm in, I'm invited to the barbecue white. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm invited to the barbecue. There you go. <laughs> but like when we were kids, I remember because we were curious about each other. Sure. I mean, obviously, sure. Sure. and when you're younger, so it's, it's funny. So they used to play with my hair and see how it felt like to braid, and I used to felt their mm. feel their hair, and we really got to know each other culturally because we yeah. grew up together and I can ask those awful questions you know yeah. those the, what you're wondering about you know like yeah. when why, what do you do to your hair to make it softer you know and I ask them what products they use and they ask me what products I use and I think that that openness sure sure was great for me to grow up because <clears throat> listen I grew up with a racist daddy yeah, I think you said something about that. My before. daddy was racist, yeah. so going into it when my auntie married this black man when I was young at five, Flipped I'm out like, probably. I didn't freak out, but I was confused. Oh, he did probably. I'm saying like I, he, he must have. Yeah. Uh, he's a brave man, my uncle Mike. He wasn't fucking around because that whole family is hillbillies, you know. <laughs> so he wasn't fucking around, but he came in and and we all fell in love with him. Okay. Yeah. Even the racist people in my family, we fell in love with Mike. Well, there's always. I, I like to think that there's always hope for people. There is. I think so. And I think it has a lot to do with exposure. If you've never, you know, <laughs> if you sit around and you're around a bunch of racist people mm-hmm. and you never have contact with the people who you hate, right? 
you're going to believe what the racist people say. Right. So I think it has to do with exposure. It has to do with contact. It has to do with uh, uh, it, uh, opening the door to diversity. Now, I, uh, I, I live in, um, or I was raised in a multi, multiracial family. Right. Um, my great grandfather on my mother's side was a red-haired Irishman. Oh, shut <laughs> as a matter of fact, door. Yeah, get out of yeah. here. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, I don't know. I, I, to me, it's no big thing. I was raised right. from day one in a, in a multiracial family. Right. I'll show you some family pictures up on the wall. Up on the wall outside <laughs> when we go out. So. Um, I don't know. I wish everybody had as much of a laid back view of these things as I we do. I think so too, but I think I think if we all uh kind of grew up a little bit I think the problem is is that growing up uh we were told that it's not appropriate to ask these questions. For example, when we're kids, yeah. you know, uh you know, can I touch your hair? It should be okay. See, it yeah, exactly. Be okay. Because if, if those kind of things aren't allowed, children. then the pendulum has swung too far to right. one side or the other. Because I mean, then all of a sudden it's it becomes curiosity. a secret thing. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden I'm not allowed to ask, and it's shameful to ask. But when you're children, I think when you're children, yeah. uh, as young as I was, it should, yeah. it should, it be, should be encouraged yeah, absolutely. to ask about the culture and you know absolutely. teach me about teach me about what you use and teach me about how you do your hair. And I, I was so exposed to that. I was so lucky to be exposed to that. I had a guy, uh, I had, this actually happened quite a few times, uh, both here and back in the States actually, mm-hmm. where people kind of look at me a little up and down, you know, he's, he's not that dark. <laughs> You know what's up, and they'll they'll ask me, "Are you a Pacific Islander?" <gasps> that that mess <laughs> that mess cracks me up. I don't they see. Think you're the I rock. don't see. <laughs> I, I wish I, I wish I had the rocks money. Ah, <laughs> word. I don't see that. That. That I don't see Samoan. And, 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 and then I get, uh, and then, uh, well, they don't say Samoan. They just say Pacific or Islander. When, Pacific well, you know what they Islander. mean. You know what they mean. They Pacific mean that you look Islander. like you should be in Moana. <laughs> That's what they think. And, and, uh, <laughs> and if I run into Africans here, they John, where are you from? Uh, I'm, from I'm from the United States. No, 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 no. Before that. Oh. Uh, the United States. Ohio? Yeah. No, 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 no. Before that. that. You know what? And it's uh, it's like are they trying to, are they trying to flex on me because I don't, I don't because I, I don't, don't know, know what where tribe. in Africa you're from. Yeah, you know. It, Let me tell you that this was something that was as a young child. This was the thing that really um, I don't know what kind of it's it's I've never let go of this information or this yeah. this thought was when I was a kid hanging out with my African American um, cousins mm. and stuff mm. that people would ask him know where in Africa exactly. you're from. But yeah, yeah. here was the thing that they told me as a young kid and yeah. it blew my mind yeah. and I, it followed me throughout was that they're like, Tiffany, where we come from, we were slaves and then we were sold out. So exactly. you as a white person, you could probably trace back your sure. roots to where you come from. Back to pre-Columbus but, but days. But here yeah. as an African American, we get so far as to Africa yeah. and that's it. Yeah. The records are lost. So we don't know if we're Ghanaian. We don't yep. know if we're Nigerian. We don't know if we're... So we don't have that root to take exactly. hold of. And that hit me really hard. Well, you know, it, people have to also remember... Um, the now I hope I'm getting my dates right, but the transatlantic slave trade was made illegal in the United States. I believe it was in 1803. So that means <laughs> a couple hundred years. Yeah. So 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 even if you could trace your family black, back as a black American, it's going to stop in yeah. 1803. In because 1803. You, 
but but you know something that really jacked my mind up here just a couple days ago i was reading um somewhere online i don't even remember where it was or why i was looking it up but uh the slave trade 1803 the translated uh, slave trade was stopped in 1803 but it was as late as 1860, just a couple months before the Civil War started, that there were still slave ships coming over illegally. Yeah, yeah, illegally, yeah, yeah. But they were still coming over. So then think about those people They're that can't even trace, you know, before, before 1860. No, and so, so you uh, think about your family. I can't even think about, like, I know my grandparents and that's it. So I can't think about a hundred years in the past. So think yeah. about losing two hundred, three hundred years think about it. of family and documents of who yeah. your family was, and then trying to trace back where you yeah. come from. Yeah. I can't imagine the the rootlessness of that. Well, on the other and and, and I, I I feel you. I hear what yeah. you're saying, but but on the other side of that, uh, I feel extremely grounded and 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 well supplied with roots. <laughs> uh, even though I can only go back as far as what my grandmother has told me about my great-grandfather and great-grandmother. Right. Uh, yeah, it would be nice to be able to go back, but it's not like I'm... And, and I've had this conversation with some African immigrants here in Norway where they kind of... It's almost like they feel sorry for me that I can't trace, trace. further back than that. I don't feel sorry. I don't feel sorry. I mean, it's a historically... In a historical uh, context, it's... Yeah, I'm sorry that that happened. Yeah. Uh, but I feel very grounded. I feel very, I very much identify with my family, you know, the Richmond and Reese family lines. I, I identify very much with that. Uh, maybe more so, well, no, I don't want to get into any kind of a competition with Africans, but I mean, they can't, they can't act like they, as if they are the only ones that have any kind of roots, that they have any kind of identity, because African Americans, we do have our identity. It we just do. doesn't go back it so far. It doesn't go far. You know, and, and I, I kind of feel that on a little bit, too, because, uh, you know, my father, my father was adopted. Hmm. So and we don't know. Okay. So my roots go as far back as just dad. Yeah. So wow. I don't know, you know, if I'm if people like Troutman, that sounds German. I'm like, I think it's Austrian, but I don't think I even come from any yeah. of that area. Yeah. But, you know, I don't give a damn because yeah. my roots, where my roots start. I'm not where missing I know, anything. I'm not missing no, anything. No. I mean, I will, if I'm Irish, I don't give a fuck, you know, yeah, beer yeah. still tastes good, whether I'm Irish <laughs> or not, you know, uh, whether I'm German or not, you know, I'll eat a bratwurst, so I... You don't get like a special feeling well, inside I'm, during St. Patrick's Day I'm or Floridian. something? You're from, I'm you're, Floridian. There you go. I'm there Floridian. Go. Even though I was born in Indianapolis, yeah. I grew up in Florida, so when people go... In America, people want to know, you know, what immigrant you come yeah, from. Yeah. I don't know if black people do it, but white people do it all the fucking yeah, time. Yeah, oh, are you yeah, Irish? Oh, yeah, are you Italian? Yeah, oh, let yeah. me talk about it. But you've never been to Ireland or Italy in your whole life. No, no, no. Then they want to talk about that. So so I just say I'm American. I'm not too much of a fan of the hyphenated thing. No. Uh, I mean, if I refer to myself and I have to break it down, okay, I'm a black American. Mm -hmm. I can't identify... And I have no nothing against people who feel differently, mm. but I can't identify myself as an African hyphen America because what is my contact with Africa? I have you don't ever know. been? Have you Never ever been? been? No, me Never been. been. No. Uh, not to, not so sure I want to go yeah. <laughs> with There's this uh, coronavirus. Actually, I think Africa was like the last country to be hit with it. That's true. I think Africa was the safest. That's because place. Ebola was flexing. That's right. Ebola was Get out of here! Get out of here, Corona! I'm Ebola. <laughs> 
I'm sorry to all my African brothers <laughs> and sisters out there. I give them a hard time in my stand-up routine. <laughs> I do. Uh, I think though. I think I touched on it a little bit that first night, but I've kind of kind of expanded right on that. And those, I'm, I'm a little rough on them. <laughs> I'm going like in. I'm going into Oslo. I think it's the 10th of March. I'll be in Oslo. Where at? Uh, Hit me up. What's what time? it called? What What's it called? He- uh, oh, wow. Let me look on my. Uh, you better look. Is it called Steinosh? Steinosh Open Mic. Oh, okay. Steinosh Open Mic uh, at. Um, Mir, M-I-R, Mir, it's called. M-I-R, okay. You need to, you need to get directions um, and times and stuff. You know what, I, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to post it. I'll post it on my, uh, on, on my Facebook, Instagram, and, uh, and Twitter. But I'm going, I'm going into Oslo, uh, and I expect to see a few Africans there. So I'm, this is going to be the true test of my, my African material. Okay. <laughs> I kind of go, kind of go in depth on the similarities and differences between myself and what I refer to as pure black people. Black folk. Oh, <laughs> I'm a little watered down. So. But it's all you're, in fun. It's all in fun. You're the Coors Light of black folk. <laughs> <laughs> the Coors Light. Up. There you go. <laughs> but this is um, this is going to be interesting to go into Oslo. I've never performed in Oslo before. And this they is a say, big. This is a big city. They say that it's a different crowd. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm I'm trying to get uh, I'm trying to get a solid 25 minutes down, and uh, when I get that, I'm gonna go on a little mini tour with my friend Bobek Namati. Oh, yeah, Bobek yeah, yeah. was my first guest uh, uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm not sure when it's you've, gonna you've air. You've promoted but I was... him on your page once or twice. Yes, you? I have actually. Yeah. yeah, yes, I have. Yeah. You know, he was so kind. I had only you saw me that first time. I yeah. performed one more time after that, like two weeks later, and then. The third week, it was three weeks after the first time I ever did stand up, and Bobek invited me to open for him. I saw that for his solo show. <laughs> I was so stoked. So we had so so hats off to Bobek. I love that Word. guy. He gave me a great yeah. opportunity. He's a great stand up comedian himself, and uh, and and I opened for him. For that. I'd like to meet him one day. You he know what? Like really I life. I'm gonna have him back as a guest. Okay. So you're forcing me now to buy a third microphone. All right. All right. And all right. <laughs> all three. All three of us will be here. We can do this. But uh, but going to going to Oslo <coughs> is kind of like a trial run, or you know, like practicing uh, to get my twenty five minutes down solid. I'm gonna try it there. I have another date at um, it's called Henriken, or Henrikens, uh-huh. Henriken, yeah, in Oslo. All I'll right. come with that date as well. Well, let me give you just let me give you some props here for a minute. Oh yeah, you're gonna give me because, some props. You know, huge because I did stand up uh, in the states, and uh, I think only one time. In my entire career, I did a twenty-minute or twenty-eight-minute show. Twenty-eight. Uh-huh. And you've only been doing this like maybe a year, and you're already trying to do a twenty-five-minute shit. This is amazing to wow. me because with me, I'd be shaken. My bits were usually between eight and ten minutes. Okay. That was like kind of the average. And then to do a twenty-five-minute bit or anything to a half hour. I mean, this is a I lot have, of material. Well, th- thanks. You know, but I, I'm loving it. I have uh, I have a solid fifteen minutes right now. Awesome. I have a shaky twenty minutes, right. but I want to make it so- a solid twenty-five. I think I can do that with maybe two or three trial runs in Oslo. I think so. And uh, and then I want to go out on a tour, make a little bit of money, meet some new people with uh, with Bobek. We'll do twenty-five minutes each. That would be. Now I'm thinking we'll alternate. Uh, I'll open and he'll one open night. He'll him. open the next. That's amazing. That way we have equal equal billing. Uh, Twenty five minutes. I mean, this is no joke. Now, John, this is this well. is a lot of stuff. <laughs> this is a big set, and you know, not to freak you out, but you know, a lot of heckler 
can happen. Oh, I can handle them hecklers. Okay. All right. Because this is this is what you need to do. You need to I, have uh, them hecklers on check. I put them in their place. I was out <laughs> in uh, I was out in Myundal about three three weeks ago. I um, I was one of the openers for um, for uh, Zahid Ali. Okay, yeah, I've seen his picture too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. great guy. That guy, <laughs> shout out to Zahid. He's he's <laughs> solid. Yeah, funny. But uh, but I opened. Uh, I was one of the openers for him, and uh, and that was a rowdy crowd out there in Myundal. There were some Myundal ladies and... ladies sitting in the in the front row who had a few things to say about my size and all that <laughs> stuff, and I just put it right back there on them. Go. So. No, I don't know. I, I do a lot of writing. So 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 I guess it's a little intimidating to think that I have to expand my 15 minutes to 20 or 25. But I can do it because I do write. I write a lot. I write a lot. Uh, and some of it works, some of it doesn't. But I try it out on the club evenings, the, the drum and stand-up club. We um, What is it? Every other Wednesday. Every other Wednesday, yeah. And then in between, I'll do things at Myundal or you know, whatever. Here's, here's a little tip for me to you, though, when it comes to trying to yeah. fill out the time in your yeah. space. Yeah. Um, Make the audience do the work for you a little bit. I yes. think yes. if you work the room a little yes. bit. Yes, that's what I was kind of getting into about yeah. the, that rowdy crowd in Myundal. Yeah. It didn't phase me in the slightest bit. I just just rolled Roll with, with it. it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that is a, I, I'm far from an expert comic, mm -hmm. but I do think I have a knack for this because I'm able to recognize those little openings you have a connection crowd. with people, and, and, yeah. and whenever somebody does give you that opening, you take it. Yeah, you can't be in yourself. You can't be in your own head. No. You can't even be in your own heart when you're doing stand-up. You must be open. Yes. I call it a conversation with the room. It is. I'm talking with them, you're not talking to with, them. Yeah, you're hanging out with you know? them. Yeah. You're hanging out with them. Absolutely. You're telling them a story. You're finna tell Absolutely. them a story. Hold up. This is what happened. Did you guys <laughs> hear that? She said finna. She didn't say about to. She didn't say going to. She didn't even say fixing to. She said finna. That's Hold a... up. I'm finna tell you a story. And usually that's what happens. Is like I'll get in my, my room with my friends or whatever, and I'll have and my little starts, drink, and I'm like, and starts, okay, what go. had happened was, <laughs> hold up, let me tell. I'm finna tell you a story. Hold. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. But that's what it is to be a but comic I, in the room. You want it, You want to be fitting to tell them a story. Hold yeah, up. Sit down. Yeah. Hold up. Mama's got to tell you something. <laughs> I, I just I just love doing it. I, and, and I kind of fell into it. That first night that you saw me, that was last year in March. I, um, God, that was a whole year ago. Think about <gasps> it. Yeah. You've done a lot in a year, John. Well, not really because now I, I, I got operated. My last shoulder operation was in May. I remember. So then it was a full stop on everything. Everything that had to do with stand-up or fun. making music or fun, anything, <laughs> anything. At all. from yeah. May until December. Oh, December was the next time I did stand-up. That's messed up. Yeah. I, that's how messed up I was after that operation. Yeah. I'm gonna do a whole podcast about that all right. because there's so much, there's so much information to share with people when it comes to the rehab process and everything. That's but I have been messed up yeah. <laughs> from the shoulder operation. But um, gosh, what was I saying now? Oh. Um, now I just fell out of my <laughs> whole train of thought. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, uh, how I fell into fell into stand up. Yeah, yeah it was um, it was in late April, maybe just a week or two before that show. Uh, Yon Yarda, who is the the boss for the Drummond uh, Stand Up Club, right. put out a post on Facebook, um, basically saying. Uh, two people that were supposed to perform on the 9th of March have dropped out. Is there anybody out there who would like to come on open mic? Anybody, no experience necessary. 
I didn't even think about it. I don't know what was <laughs> happening. I just sent a message. Yes, I'll do it. Why the fuck not? I yet? didn't know Yonyarda. I didn't yeah. know any any comics here at all. I had never done it before. I just said, yes, I'll do it. And then uh, a couple weeks later was that first uh, that first that night. And I amazing. fell I just fell in love with it. Yeah. Just and fell you, in and love with it. And I can tell it. that you were you were really I mean, even though it was like the first night you have the jitters, right? And I then, did, yeah. And I know with me, like when I have the jitters and my anxiety's up, like all the material, yeah. this like the iron curtain comes down, you don't remember shit to say. You held your own. You held your own. I did you, seven minutes. You did, did seven you minutes. You held the, yeah. the audience the whole time. Uh I, I know my first time I did not do that. I think my first time when I was up on stage, I was supposed to do a five-minute set. I think I did about three and a half minutes, and the Iron Curtain came down. I couldn't remember yeah, the rest of my yeah. jokes. I couldn't know. I couldn't remember where the fuck I was going with the story. <laughs> I'm like, what was I even yeah. talking about? Something happened, and yep. it just went kook yep. And I went, damn. So I just started looking at the audience, and I just started making fun of them. Yep. You know, that's the only thing yep. I got. That's yep. all I got. Like, you ugly. You, all call right, it the iron, you call it the Iron Curtain. It mm -hmm. fell on me as soon as I grabbed the mic. <laughs> so I had to regroup, and then I got started. But you didn't get them started in the same place that you thought you was going to no, start. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, like I said, I did seven minutes. I recorded that, so I yeah. know it was it was seven minutes and so many seconds. And... At right about seven minutes, all of a sudden, I don't know what was going on because I had a great flow, and then all of a sudden, Iron Curtain. Go, 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 go. I didn't know what I was go, go, go. supposed to say. That's what it is. Just like that. Go, go, go. I heard the sound, and I felt the sound of that <laughs> Iron Gate just falling. Iron it's curtain. crazy. And, 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 and I was done. That's it. And you're like, I, I don't know what else <laughs> I, to do. I think I said that, too. I yeah, said, like, I'm kind of lost now. I, I don't you're know. Like, you, I, think you I had more to like, say. I had more to say, but I forgot the rest of it. So <laughs> have a great night. But you did it with class. And it didn't. It didn't like you didn't. Um, I don't know. There was no cringe moment. I guess no, you could say because no. I've seen some people bomb oh. on stage, and then oh. you feel that inside you. I feel so you, bad. They're on when, stage, but you feel they, it inside yeah, you. Yeah, I feel so bad. You're like, for baby, them. just run, just run, baby, just run. You know what? Let, let me oh. take. We're not gonna. We're not gonna hit pause, but I am gonna call Snoop real quick. All right. So she can turn on the food. Oh, ooh, let's ooh. see. Oh, She's God. gonna be on air with us now. You there? I'm here. Are you? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> You're on the air with us. <laughs> What's up, woman? Hey, listen. Can you turn on the Can you turn on the fish? Okay. Two hundred degrees, please. Two hundred. Just the and top and the bottom heat. Top and bottom heat, two hundred. Okay. Got it. Well, All right, half Snoopy. An hour? Half an hour. Uh, I'll be watching the clock. I'll let you know. Okay. Yep. Bye. 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 <laughs> in case you guys are, in case you're wondering, Miss Tiffany, yeah. I do most of the cooking in the house. I know section. you do. I did not marry that beautiful woman for her cooking skills. I know you did because she does the craziest, weirdest, crazy fails, mistakes, oh, experiments see, in the know. kitchen. Oh, can't I, I, just, I can't take it. So I do most of the cooking uh, in the house. I do. Does she do like one of these like experiments? Like I don't know. I don't measure. Let me just put everything. Can I tell you a story? Oh, please. <laughs> When uh, the first time I came to Norway to visit her, this is before we were married. I, we were dating. Was this back in the 1900s? This was in uh, <laughs> this was in the year 2000. Okay, the year 2000. Yeah, it was in 2000, May of 2000. <clears throat> um, one morning, I'm hungry. Uh, she's making breakfast. Yeah, 
uh, eggs and toast. Simple, basic, right? Yeah, well, for me too. Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, she was taken into consideration. Right. I was a, I was, I'm a power lifter now, but I was a bodybuilder then. Okay. So, so eggs, you know, protein, all that stuff. Chicken, all she that took, stuff. she took that into consideration. I'm thinking, okay, this, it, it never even crossed my mind right. that there could be any issues with eggs and toast, right? Okay. So, <laughs> we sit down. She puts the eggs in front of me. I take a bite. I'm like, that's a weird taste in these <laughs> eggs. And I'm thinking, how do I describe? You know, you're, I'm trying to work it out in my head. What is this? What is it? <laughs> what, is this what is it with the eggs here? <laughs> I just, I, I, and I didn't say anything to her. You know, this is when we were dating, and I'm trying to impress her, right. and trying to right. look past her faults and just look at the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't say anything. So I, and, and I and I take another bite, and I'm like, you know what? I think I figured it out. These eggs, they taste so. So thin. There's no. There's no taste there's no to them. There's no no no, no texture. To no it. texture to it. No taste. It doesn't taste like anything. So I eat those eggs. Didn't say anything. Like yeah. I said, I'm still trying to trying to impress her. I wasn't uh, <laughs> wasn't using a toilet in front of her or any of that ah, kind of yes, stuff yet. Yes. <laughs> so I'm not going to cr- criticize her food at that point right. either. So time rolls on. We get married. <clears throat> uh, we're living in the states. Uh, we lived in the states for the first eighteen months, two years right. before we moved here. And uh, uh, she makes eggs again. Oh. Eggs, eggs, and bacon toast. Right. Oh. And this whole egg experience in Norway is out of my mind. Right. <laughs> Not thinking about it. It was no big deal. It was just different, tasteless eggs. Right. You tried to block it out. Is what it was. Probably tried to block it out. <laughs> So we sit down and I take a bite of eggs. I'm like, where have I tasted this non-taste before? <laughs> These eggs are tasteless, just like the eggs in Norway were. So now I'm thinking, okay, it's not it's the Norwegian chickens. It's this Norwegian woman sitting across the table from me who made this mess. <laughs> so I, so I, 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 now, you know, now I, I, there's nothing to impress. Yeah. Now the ring is on the finger. There's yeah. nothing to impress. <laughs> So I'm like, hey, Snoop, <laughs> Snoop, what what is it with these eggs? They don't taste right. And she's like, oh, but I, I just made eggs. I just made the eggs. It's no big deal. I'm like, ah, it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> I like eggs and yeah, I can't put lot. up with this. What did you do? Well, I, I just I just fried the eggs like I always do. It's like, okay, woman, what did Show you do? Show me the process. How do, yeah, yeah, like you always do. Yeah, obviously like you always do because they taste it's the same the as, as they, they did a year do. ago when I ate those eggs. At your apartment in Norway. What did you do? She explained how when she makes eggs, she'll crack the eggs, put them in there, and then she'll put the same volume of eggs. She'll put water. She was adding water. Like uh, one part egg, one part water? Like one to one? Yes. God damn. Yes. God damn. Yes. (laughs) I don't know. I still don't know why. I should call her up now and ask her why did she... Do the, does yeah. that scramble? Does that even scramble? It's like scramble boiled or some yeah. scrambled slash boiled. But that's it? that's but that's what she was doing, and I had to tell her, don't do that. That's not a thing. Don't do that. That's not a thing. First of all, we put milk in our eggs in the south. So yeah, thank yeah. you. And butter and butter. Butter. There all you go. the butter. There you go. <laughs> and salt and pepper. No, but I guess I guess I guess she from if I remember right, her explanation was was that is how her um, her father always used to make it. But see, he. He's he's passed away. God rest his soul. Yeah. Uh, so he was an older guy. But didn't he grow ex- up when Norway was poor? Exactly. World yeah. War Two. 
right. up in Finnmark, up north. Right. I mean, they had the Germans literally in their living rooms. And you had to make things stretch. stretch. Not only did you have to stretch your dollar, you had to stretch your eggs as well. And your potatoes so, so and you your put water, soup. Yeah. So you put water in it. Yeah. And that's what Snoop was doing. <laughs> I'm like, Snoopy, it's not World War II. <laughs> We're not up in northern Norway. Not anymore. There's no... Civilization now. This is civilization. <laughs> I got you shoes to wear now. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, you can change your underwear every day. Right. <laughs> yeah, and you don't have to water the there eggs. There you go. Down. You don't poop in the yard anymore. We you don't got, poop in we the got indoor plumbing now. Indoor plumbing. Indoor plumbing. No more pooping in the yard. So, so that, uh, that, and I love her to death, but, but the woman can't cook. That's all right. Hey, listen. So she she's perfect at so much other shit that cooking is. A you bit, know, and, a, a and like I say, she is the one who swings the hammer in right. this house. If something needs fixing, um, I remember the first time I was kind of I guess you want to say quote unquote introduced to Snoop, but via Facebook because I'm terrible against. Yeah. <laughs> I get well, her. I, I, never I get the, her on Facebook. Yeah, but that you were. It was the most adoring, endearing yeah. photo because I didn't really know you either. I just saw this yeah. big, giant, yeah. muscular man, and I'm like, he's a big, tough guy. He's a big, tough guy. <laughs> and so bear. you took a picture of yourself. I think it, I don't know if it was of you. I don't think you were in the picture, but Snoop was definitely outside. She got that car jacked up. She's under there right. fixing changing the brakes tires. or yep. some shit. Changing she was, the, she was changing she the winter tires. She was changing the tire in the snow. It was just dirty. And you and inside I the doing? kitchen, baking, baking muffins. muffins. <laughs> <laughs> baking pink, pink muffins, pink I muffins. said. Pink muffins, yeah, some kind of shit. And I was like, all right, I don't know who these people are, but I got to get close to like this. Em. I got to get close to this. <laughs> No, that's just that's just the kind of relationship we have. You know, I, I tease her. I tease her relentlessly. Yeah. Uh, she's kind of become infamous on social media because of all the teasing that I do on her. But she's nobody uh, knows her real name, by the way. Everybody just calls her Snoop. And you know, and, and the re the reason the reason for I don't know I don't want to say too much the reason for it, but she's very careful about what she puts I, out as far as personal information. Fair on, enough. And she's that's smart. That's fair. That is smart. My, my boyfriend's the same way. He's you, actually not even on Facebook. So you know what yeah. you you avoid so much foolishness yeah. if you just stay off the social. The only media. reason why I actually stick with social media is because I'm a foreigner, because I live in Norway, because I've found, I need to have my foot in that route to feel a yep. little bit of normalcy in my day yep. so i need that drama <laughs> i think i got i first got on facebook in 2012 i, <clears throat> I believe yeah. it was and that was basically to use it to promote my my gyms that i owned at the time right but in the process of that i started getting in contact with like old friends old you know family members friends. stuff like that yeah. and i'm like wow how cool yeah so that's what i kind of fell into in the beginning and then since then i like I like social media. I like Facebook for the opportunity to make somebody smile. Now, I've never been interested in, 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 in you know, I didn't do any stand-up until, until March, but before right. that I would make a conscious effort to put something funny, okay, something that'll make people, yes, make, right. make people smile because there's a lot of people out there that do that for me. Right. You do that. I love, <laughs> I love your posts. You, you, um, Message that just came uh -oh. in from Snoop. She's probably burning our salmon uh -oh. right now. Let me just look at that real Allie, quick. you better check. Because we want to eat well. Ooh, and I do. Oh no, she sent me a video of me. Okay, I didn't know she filmed that. She filmed my. Uh, she filmed my training today. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Where were you training at the gym? Yeah, at uh, it's called Acropolis. Uh, here in town, great, great gym. Yeah, even though I messed up with that with my shoulder, I. I 
You still do I it. Do, yeah, I, do the, I do the Listen, training you know, I can. You know, I have a nursing degree. And yeah. I remember, like, in my third year, um, the thing that I learned the most is that when you injure a part of your body, you got to move you it. you got to move it. That is the worst thing that people do. And I, and I got, I tell you, I caught oh. a lot of flack from people on social media because uh, not so much the last year or so, but before that, I made it my business to film my training and mm. post it. Do it. Uh, it motivated me. I would get feedback from people. I got a lot of tips on re uh, ideas towards rehab. Right. Um, I was on the na U.S. national team, so I wanted my powerlifting comrades right. to comrades. We talked about <laughs> socialism, and now I'm saying comrades. <laughs> oh boy! I my must powerlifting. Break you. My, I must break you. My powerlifting buddies. <laughs> I wanted right. to keep them informed on how I was doing, so I filmed a lot of this stuff and. One of the, you know, I got a lot of positive feedback, a lot of love, but one of the most common negative feedback things was, oh my gosh, you're injured. Stop. Stop. Don't train. You're going to hurt yourself. Like, Bullshit. Hey, that is the that. most opposite. But to me, I had to learn that as in nursing yeah, school. I didn't yeah. know because we're always taught that, uh, you know, if you hurt your foot, you put it up on a pillow yep. Yep. and you rest it. Rest that body part. Absolutely not. In nursing school, we're like, no, you heard it. Let's move. <laughs> I like to move it, move it. You know, that's, that's <laughs> how I was. You got to move it. You got to keep it limber. Yeah, you got to keep it warm. Have to. Yeah. And it's also, for me, it's good mental medicine. I have to, you know, okay, my shoulder's messed up. I can't bench. I can't train shoulders direct. I mean, I have, my, I have a, a, a whole slew of, of physical therapy exercises I do for right. my shoulder. But other than that, I can't touch that shoulder when I train. Can't right. bench, can't do those kind of things. But I can squat. Yeah. I can deadlift. I can do a lot of different rowing movements. So I've just come. Com, what, I, what, do I, what do I call it? Compressed. Yeah. Compressed my, my, my training routine and encompass those movements that I can do. And it's actually such that even though for the last three, four years I've been getting all these shoulder operations, right. I am actually much stronger in squat and, and deadlift than I was before. I have the Norwegian squat record. Did you shut the front door, really? I got that as a 49-year-old. As a forty-nine-year-old, and I got, got the Norwegian squat, squat record. record. My knees are hurting just talking about this. <laughs> no, squatting's but, good for your knees. I, squatting's good for your I, knees. I, it is. I, it is. I, I, I agree with you. I, yep. I agree. It, it should be, and it will be. I think <laughs> you're gonna uh, will my, it. <laughs> my problem is, is that I, I broke my back, so I'm that's right. Terrified. That's right. I see. I'm terrified I of see. the squats because I don't yep. know if I'm if I'm doing it wrong. I need to have proper um, instruction. I think I, in my position how to do it. I'm terrified. I know that I need to do core muscles. I'll do yep. sit-ups all day long and crunches yep. and stuff like that. And uh, I don't know what those things are called, but when you lay on your uh, stomach and you lift your back up and you're like lifting bridges. Bridges, yeah. Bridges, and you, yeah. You do that. So I do all that. Yeah. But anything with my legs, like I'm afraid if I lean to the right, lean to the left with all that weight, I'm I get snap that, yeah. stuff. <laughs> I get that. And you, and, you, and you should be careful. Yeah. Um, what they do? Remove a disc or did they, they fuse removed, a disc? Uh, no, they removed... Uh, I had one... Oh, listen, I'm already short, okay? I'm already <laughs> are, up a teeth just a tiny woman. little thing. I was like five foot two whenever I went into the surgery. They, uh, what happened was I had one vertebrae that was just completely shattered. It was dust, basically. Yeah. So they sucked that one up, and then they tried to, like, fuse me together oh, okay. in a yep. way uh, yep. that didn't quite work out. They wanted to. So so now I'm a little, I'm an inch shorter, so yeah. yay. So hooray for short girls. But... Um, <laughs> But uh, I can't 
turn the way I yeah. used to quite well. Yeah. But I, I'm yeah. going to keep working and I'm going to keep moving it because I think well, that that's what's going to keep me limber. Well, I tell you, exercise is the best medicine against an injury. The worst thing people can do is just sit still. And too many people do that. And I get it. It hurts. So your first instinct is to... Leave it alone. Leave it alone. That's stop doing worst, that. That's the worst Doctor, thing. Doctor, it hurts when I move it. Then stop fucking <laughs> exactly. moving it, man. Well, well, but the thing is, is there's a lot of doctors who do say that. Yes. Now, I'm lucky. I'm yes. the only one in Norway who has that type of shoulder operation that I got, the last one that I got well, in what May. What was it called? Do you remember what it was called? Uh, it was a tendon transfer. They took an Achilles tendon oh. from a cadaver right? Uh, and put that bad boy in my... I'll show you a picture of it later. It's you pretty got cool. A if you zombie can... shoulder. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Dead people. My thoughts are no longer my own. <laughs> no, but, and they put that bad boy in uh, uh, from my lower trapezius. Okay. Uh, yeah. In towards my spine and stretched it over my shoulder blade across my lower trapezius right. and connected it in the front of my deltoid. Right. I got, I got a question S- on how yeah. that works because, yeah. like, you're a big man. So those, they had to find a specific one that would fit you, your body. Yeah, tight. there was a little bit, yeah, there was a little bit of logistic that had to There's go into that. There's some tailor-made but, situation going on Well, but, yeah, but but having said that, you know, they did have to find the specific mm-hmm. type, and I think they had to take in blood type mm-hmm. into, into consideration. All kinds of stuff. But having said that, the Achilles tendon is the strongest tendon in the body. It's amazingly strong and amazingly yeah. elastic. Yeah. When people, bre- when people tear an Achilles, they're not tearing... How do I explain this without video? See, I need to start filming this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when they tear an Achilles tendon, they tear it where the tendon connects to the bone or muscle. They're not tearing it in the, the mid yeah. part, yeah. you know, because uh, it's it's so strong. It's just not going to tear there. It doesn't tear there. So, you have to cut it. You exactly. Have to physically cut it. So thinking about that, I'm, I'm good to go. The problem is what we're struggling with now is to get some life in it. I can't control it. Are you, you know, missing cartilage? Is that what it is, or is it just some cartilage has been ta- some cartilage have... has been taken out before? Right. Okay. Uh, it, it, what started all these problems with my shoulder was um, my collarbone. Uh, if you can picture your collarbone, it's supposed to go pretty much straight out, right? You know, from your neck and then straight out. Mine right. forms a C, like a cup at the um. end. So that all movement, because people say, oh, well, see, you shouldn't power lift so much. No, that's not the problem. The problem is that collarbone, the AC, the acromion, right, it's called, the, right. the acromion, uh, is, is, is in a C form so that all of my movements from the day I was born up until whenever has been scraping and gnawing oh, away. Bone against bone. So that my, uh, in the end. You eroded it. In, t- in 2015, my... Um, Supraspinatus, yeah. ten, okay. ten, as the tendon goes across the top, yeah. that one went. They fixed it and went again. And then in 2017, my infraspinatus mm. went. And that's the one that wraps around from, like, from your lats and wraps yeah. around to the front. And then my uh, supraspinatus went again. And then the infraspinatus. Went. So I've had so many tears. Now it got to the point, you know, there's nothing to repair. It's no. gone. It's gone. Yeah. But then. With that, I lost the ability. I don't have the ability right now to raise my left hand up over my head. All inward, outward rotation is gone. So I'm pretty much lame in my left arm. Uh, So now they put that Achilles tendon in there, and the challenge is to get life into it. It's a foreign body part. So the the neurological, I almost said (laughs) nevrologic. Nevrologic. That's Norwegian, people. (laughs) That's two languages, (laughs) y'all. 
the neurological signals aren't getting from my brain. They're not brain. talking to each other. <laughs> yeah, That's what exactly. it is. It's, just, it's, a foreign, it's a foreign language happening right now. They have to understand my each other. My brain is American. This Achilles yes. tendon is probably Norwegian. Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not communicating. Anti-social Norwegian yeah, too, you know. probably. <laughs> no, so, so that's that's the challenge right now. And, and uh, we're talking three, four days a week into Oslo. It's, you know, 45-minute drive. Yeah. Sometimes two sessions a day. Sometimes right. three sessions a day with physical therapy. And you've you know, been doing that for how long? Wow. Uh, I was operated in May. It's been almost And I got, well, I was operated in May, and then I had to sit and do nothing, and I got cleared for physical therapy in, was it November? Okay. 2019? Okay. So I haven't been doing the physical therapy no, that long, and I don't feel any different. No. It's, but but they're, they're, they're saying, if I get better. It's going to take a year, eighteen months yeah. before I even can be, yeah, can can even think about lifting my arm over my head or anything like that. So I, I got a long road to go. Yeah, that's a physical tough, therapy is tough. a long way. Yeah, I'm you are. I'm in there. Yeah, you are. I've been in physical therapy since I was God. Uh, when the war happened, two thousand two. That's, that's a, when you. That's when you hurt your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time. <laughs> yeah, the first time was in uh, Afghanistan. So you know we had an IED go off and. That's right. You have a shit. military background. I got a military we haven't background. talked about that. Yeah, some, yeah. So I messed up my back back then, and then and then back then they had this um, this experimental treatment called Vax D. I don't know okay. if you've ever heard of it, but Vax D was. Uh, the way I broke my back the first time was I guess I busted a disc and it popped out. So their idea was uh, the back is kind of like a slinky and if you pull it apart, it was sucked back in. So what they did was they put us down, like you remember the, the rack from the medieval times? Yes. The, the torture device? Yep. They put you on this bed and the bed splits apart and then they they uh, try to suck your, your, your disc back uh, in and it doesn't quite work the way they want it to. It was kind of painful. <laughs> Oh, that just makes me cringe just thinking about that. Yeah. We That's, got time. Uh, I'm going to call Snoop and tell her to... To pull that fish out. Yeah. Actually, you know we've been talking almost two hours. Have we really? <laughs> now, my, my first episode with uh, with uh, Bob Eknamati, we talked about an hour oh, and 25 no. minutes maybe. I hour and a half. with you. <laughs> well, this is fun. <laughs> but I, I don't know how to explain it, but I... You know, I don't want to be superficial and say that I liked you and thought you were cool just because of your social media presence. But I did, because that's all I knew. But you have a way of putting your personality... You know, when I met you face-to-face for the first time in March at my show, uh, the way you sounded, the way you moved, your... Mannerisms <coughs> was exactly what I pictured. <laughs> Good. Based and that, that's based only <laughs> on what you put out on social media. That's Be- it. Because I am myself on social media, yeah. and actually, and you I are. Think, I think on you are social so media, unfiltered. You are you. There. I am we. Yeah. I think because I can't be me here in Norway because my Americanness or my Tiffaniness. So that's your outlet. Is too much yeah. for people here. So I'm kind of closed off here in Norway. I don't go to the Yule board. I don't hang out with these I people. I can't do that either. I ain't fucking around with them. I go home. And hang out, uh, but on social media, then I'm tiffy. The tiffiness comes. Come I, out. I uh, yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> those those Christmas parties or the Yulebord as they call it. Good Lord, the decadence that goes on the, there. The mass. It's and, not. And mass. it's just it's. 
It's a dumpster fire, every single one of them. It and is. I cannot, and not only that, but I don't know how many you've been to. Two. But I, two. I can't do any more than All that. All right, that's enough. I tried it twice. That's enough to understand that they play the exact <laughs> same soundtrack. I don't know if it goes through the whole, if there's a pipeline that you have to play Plumbo, yeah. and then you got to play that uh, Pinna for Hemsa doll. Yeah, play the all, this, all yeah. the same oh, fucking after she music. It doesn't matter what time of year it is. It's the same soundtrack, and it's the same conversations. It feels like Groundhog Day. That's what me, <laughs> me and my boyfriend talk about. Okay, I'm going to be hating a little bit, but we talk about, we call certain of my, you know, yeah. the 17th of May, their Independence Day. That's Groundhog Day for us. Okay, and ours, it's the, same. it's the same shit over and over again. Everybody dresses up in the same hot-ass wool clothes. They go out and eat the hot I'd dog like to and, admit the, something. and the ice cream. I would like to admit something <sighs> for me. The 17th of May celebration, the Independence Day celebration here is the worst experience of the year for me it's the worst now the la- now last year i didn't go because of the, the shoulder operation right. so i sat at home so you had an excuse i had an excuse <laughs> and in a couple other years i've had you know reasons to not to not go but the the times that i've had to go and yeah you, 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 uh, first of all i have to put on a suit and i just i that's just we don't do me. that for the fourth of july fourth no. of july is shorts and flip-flops and a, barbecue a suit and them stupid and dress the police shoes. come in at your because yeah, you set something on yeah. fire that's how independence is supposed to work thank you yes there's supposed thank to be you. crime and fire and somebody getting drunk and falling in the pool that's how <laughs> I guess, it works i guess the formality <laughs> the formality of their se- may 17th thing is is what kills it for me to have to get dressed up and put on them stupid shoes and then follow the parade you know not so much now because my 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 kids are older, but when they were little, you kind of had to follow their you class and then walk in, and, and walk and just, in there, oh and then you had to sell the God. fucking waffles oh. and the hot dog and the you ice see, I didn't cream do that. I didn't get into that and the bullshit. That I just refused to do. All that stuff afterwards when they would gather at the school mm-hmm. and the games and stuff. That I have never. Well, been I'm in a on. single mom. You know what I mean. So <laughs> I got to do this bullshit, and That's I do, right. and I run through it, and I smile, yeah. and I. But I'm hating every second of it because I'm like, do this you is put a sm- <laughs> do you put a smile on there to kind of get through it so you don't? Your kid? Put, <laughs> is that what it let, is? Me, let me tell you something. I put one time, and I'm not gonna lie. I, put, I put Vaseline on the top row of my teeth, oh, right there, so I could, so keep, could smiling keep smiling because I was out. I was in such a piss ass mood. Oh. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I was on my period. I was cramping. <laughs> I wasn't having it, and I was sick of these motherfuckers coming. Up. I, was just I tell so you, it's it's, it's uh. I was sick of it because they they were always asking me about, especially on the certain um if you. If you're an immigrant and you dare to dress in the boonod, yep. then they kind of want to like, why are you wearing the boonod? But then you're an immigrant and you don't wear the boonod. You've got to dress up a little bit. But like, I went with my fucking flip-flops and shorts. And <laughs> I, I love it. Shit. Flip-flops and shorts. That's Florida. That's Florida. I'm like, I'm, I'm celebrating my independence. <laughs> I love it. I lo- independent so, from all Norwegian all celebrations. But I do. I, I I talk a lot of shit about the Norwegians, but I do love them, and I do love this country, and I do. I do have some good friends here. I really, yeah. I really do. Um, a lot of them are in the music uh, environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I I, I love them. My best friend is a Norwegian, Hage, the one who introduced me to my wife. So so I can't, you know, I joke. I do. I joke. I joke a lot <laughs> about about. <laughs> good Lord, I I. I but <laughs> here is what is it they say. Uh, uh, joke them if they can't take a fuck, right? You know, <laughs> so if if they, if they can't take a joke, uh, you should be yeah. able to look, have a little yeah. bit of insight in yourself yeah. and say, yeah, we do that yeah. because that's what makes comedy fun. Yeah. Being able to look at your own uh, cultural background, being Absolutely. able to judge yourself. And I am brutal against them, but hats off to them because they do take it with they a smile. In fact, they, yeah. they, 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 some of my really best well. lines are when I'm going against, against them. <laughs> so, so, so <laughs> 
you know, and that's based on their own applause that they're giving. So they right. do take it. They, they do, do take, take it. it. They do but take I think, it. but I think people, you know, if if you pay your your two hundred kroners or whatever you pay, uh, two hundred on a good night, for me, <laughs> and you sit down there and you're expecting comedy, you kind of have to put up with whatever is said, right, on that microphone. You asked for it. You asked for it. And I don't get this cancel culture back in the states. To, to be honest, I don't know how that is affecting things here in Norway. Right. But back in the states, this cancel culture where they're trying to cancel comics. Uh, what is that guy's name? Ari Ari Sharif. Oh, who, he's so funny. Who says, "Yeah, I love the guy." And he said he said he has this thing where if a celebrity dies, he'll put out a tweet just brutal about you know about who he is about about whoever died. And he did right. that to Kobe Bryant. And somebody flipped out. A lot of people flipped out, and he lost his. Was it, was it Comedy Central? Or was it Netflix? I think it was Netflix. Wow. That he lost his. He lost, lost his, his special contract. Lost his special, and I. Because don't he said something get, about Kobe. Yeah. See, here's the whole thing. I, I, I understand. I, I'm with you on the whole cancel culture. There, there are certain things, that you should be able to, to joke about and and make it a little bit light because when the heavy comes, it's heavy. Yeah, it's yeah. so heavy. You need a little bit of levity, but it's there are some comics that take it too far, and I'll I'll, I'll agree with that. But there should be this. Um, yeah, but what's too far? I don't think yeah. anything. I don't think anything is too far. There are some things that I, I guess I think it depends on in the mo- the timing. The timing can take it too far. But Kobe, he should be free game. And uh, uh, I think that taking it for too far is like when children get killed, and then you joke about that. I think that then you can't okay. joke about the children. You know, what I mean, there is a limit to me anyway. For me, if there was like a school shooting and somebody jokes, I tell about you, it, I, I wouldn't. I couldn't do a, a joke or a bit about a school shooting. No. Like, but I can't. But I won't blame. Actually, I no. say hats off to someone who dares Anthony to do it. Anthony Jeselnik is a great comedian. He's brutal. He's, brutal. <laughs> He's hard. Uh, and there are some times that even I have to look away and go, God damn, dude. That, yeah, but that, isn't that, that art? Far. Yeah, but, but isn't that good art? art? That's the art yeah. because art is supposed to provoke a feeling. It's go. supposed to provoke an emotion. Yeah. If you're sitting there and you're not... Um, absolutely appalled yeah, if you're not yeah, laughing yeah, yeah. then they're not doing their goddamn job but, but that's why i said you know i wouldn't dare to make a joke about a, ch- a school shooting or, or or you know my balls but, but, aren't that big i just no, can't mine do aren't it. either yeah. uh, but 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 for someone who does do it even if i don't think it's funny, funny. i say hats, hats off, off to you, you man you went you're there. a bad son you of a gun there. good for you yeah anthony yeah. jeselnik i take my hats off to him um oh god who is that the queen of mean um Oh yeah, Lisa Lampanelli. Lisa Lampanelli. One of my favorites. She will favorites. sit there and she will just talk about how she takes black dick and she One loves it and my, just yeah, flings she's it around. Awesome. She's, she's yeah. amazing yeah. and yeah. she doesn't give a she shit. She doesn't care. No. And I think that's what is her draw. Is she, that she's I have seen her work a crowd from the Asians to the blacks to she the Hispanics. She does not <laughs> care. And the thing is, is everybody sitting in that audience is prepared. They know they what they're going to get and getting. they love it. Yeah. Nobody's offended Nobody's there. Nobody's offended there. Um, Unless they, it was the first time. Oh, hi, have we met? I don't think she's doing too much anymore. I, well, I don't want to say that. She probably is still working, she but she's is not doing anything. still working. I, I don't know her personally, but I kind of like... Uh, I was a a roaster. That was my stand up oh, yeah. comedy. Yeah, I didn't yeah, mean yeah. comedy. I did. I just roasted people. I would do yeah. roast battles. I was a roast master several times. She so kind of looked up to her then. Too. I looked up to yeah. her because I think she's she she would go to the throat, 
grab it and kind of like, I don't know if you ever seen these old uh, Star Trek movies where they just kind of like poke them in the throat. Yeah, they fall yeah. down. And it's just they, a quick yep, poke, yep, but, yep. You know, but it was they, enough. Yeah. They, it was enough. They yep, didn't yep, break a knuckle. Yep, Nobody, there's yep. no blood. It looked she just poke them and down. And yep, yep. Oh God, I looked up to her for that because she would get uh, even the hecklers in the audience. She would just kneecap them. She is another <laughs> level. She has another level of intelligence because I say it takes brain power to work a crowd the way she does. She that stuff isn't planned. No. She's just coming up it's with coming it right then and there. And that's brain power. That's you know, brain power right it's there. Amazing. Yeah. She's got the quickest wit. It's amazing. So who 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 out there do you think is really killing it these days? Who do you uh comedy wise? Yeah. Dave Chappelle is I I think yeah. that man, I think he can do no wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, every stand-up he, comedy he does, every special he does. It seems like he takes it a new uh, an, another step every he time a, he releases something. I think the the one special where he talked about this, he talked maybe a half hour about this book that was written by an old pimp. And he just talked about. Yeah, did you see yeah, that special? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was enthralled that whole story, and I and I didn't realize that a half hour had gone past because he was telling the story, and then you didn't realize that there was a punchline. A half yeah. hour later, he did that callback. A half hour later, yeah, he pulled that yeah. joke through, and I was like, "That's mastery." I tell you, he's uh, his comedy seems effortless. It just seems like it's just flowing out of him. And of course, he practices, he rehearses, and he writes. But it doesn't seem like it. It seems like he's just up there talking spur of the moment. Yeah, I really dig him. I dig uh, Bill Burr. Oh, Bill Burr's great. <laughs> he's, he's, <brutal. laughs> he's mean as shit too. Uh, they Bill, worked together though. Did you? Yes, know they that? did. Yes, yes they yeah. Did. Bill was on his uh, tele his uh, sketch show. Yes, yeah. he was. He was uh, the white guy. <laughs> and, and I don't know how <laughs> much controversy guy. I'm going to raise up now, but I love Louis C.K. I love Louis C.K. Too. I think it's great. He's that an he's asshole. Out there. He did some stupid shit, yeah, but you know he what? Did, We're but not let's perfect. forgive the guy. You know, just because he did that, does that mean he should never work again? Some it people should. say yes, but I say that. It doesn't guy, mean he should never work again, but it does mean that people need to keep a goddamn eye on his employment status. Sure. Let me sure, tell you something, because if sure. I started working with an employer that sure. started absolutely. doing what he did, I mean, absolutely. it should be smacked Abs down. Absolutely. But his art shouldn't be smudged, and it's the same thing. Like, I've, I, I have the same feeling with Michael Jackson, man, that boy. Maybe he did some crazy shit, but the maybe, art, maybe. I can separate <laughs> I can separate the art yeah, from the person. I can't, too. I can't Louis C.K. Well. as a person, I mean, if, if he was sitting here, I'd probably smack him in the face for being a dick. But I wouldn't want Louis to babysit, uh, you know, <laughs> my, my, my 14 year old daughter. Or I would have Jackson. some, I would have some, or, or definitely not Michael. <laughs> well, my daughter, yes, not my son. But Louis is, is um, I don't know, I think he's the king. He's in the shadows now. He's, he's in the gutter because of what happened, but I think he's climbing out. He'll climb. I, mean, I think he's going to have a special before anybody uh, can protest too much about it. All of a sudden, it's just going to be there. Yeah. Uh, I like the guy. I, I don't know if I like the guy. I like his art. I like his art. I like his comedy. Let me take that back. Yeah, I like his art. I, like I, don't, I don't know the guy. I don't guy. know the guy. I don't know the guy, but oh, I, I like his guy. art. He did seems you, like a scumbag. But did, did you ever watch it? Yeah, but you know what? You know what I, I read somewhere? Someone said, yeah, he seems like a scumbag, but he's a lovable scumbag. <laughs> is there such a thing? I don't there know. There is because that's like basically half my friends. You know, half my friends <laughs> are scumbags, scumbags. But I love them. Yeah, you're like, I bail them in a prison, but he tells good jokes. So, you know. Did you ever see Louis' television show? Just, it was just called Louis. Louis, yeah, I did. That. I did. As much as I love his, <clears throat> excuse me, as much as I love his stand up, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I, like, uh, I like that television show. I think that was more of a pure display of his comedy. Yeah. I think that television it, it, show it, was. He was telling a he was telling a story in that show. I think and he was telling a beautifully a beautiful tragic, dark, funny 
story. But here, okay. I think it was all those things. Let's let's talk about that dark tragedy thing yeah. for a minute about comedians. Um, I don't think I've ever met, once I really get to know, and I don't know you well yet, <laughs> but once we get to know each other, something tells me that there's some kind of trauma in your life somewhere back then. There's, yeah. Yeah, yeah because yeah. There, there is no comedian I have ever met that didn't something have some is, tragic yeah, background story yeah. to the reason why they're funny now. And I can, a reason. Yeah, and I can tell you what, um, you know, my, my son died, uh, heroin overdose died on the 5th of November. Recent. Very recent. Yes. Uh, and good Lord, does it hurt. I'm, I'm sorry. And, I'm and, sorry that happened. Yeah, thank you. You know, he, he unfortunately, he made those decisions. He wouldn't accept some help yeah. that I tried to give him. And, uh, and now, those, he's, now he's gone. So there's a very recent and a very yeah. current, you know, that trauma can be applied to my everyday life at this point. Yeah. But what's getting me through it? Yeah. Is is it, music? You know, nobody has heard too much of that yet. I've just released a few singles, but when the album comes, you'll see that it's reflected there. Yeah. But what people can currently see it reflecting is my stand-up. I have a little bit where I actually, well, talking about taking it a step too far. Yeah. You know, my ex-wife, his mother, if she ever heard the bit that I do <laughs> about my son <laughs> and the fact that he over died from an overdose, yeah. but I have a bit that you I do in my act it. right now. Yeah, you know what? That's but cathartic. that's therapy for me. It's cathartic. It, absolutely, it is. It is. it is. So, so yeah. So there's the darkness. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm living through a, a dark period right now. But, but what again? What gets me out of it is 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 performing my art. Whether it's writing music it. or, or performing music or doing stand-up. Right. Or things like this podcast. I have really looked forward to having <laughs> you. Just the idea of sitting yeah. down talking to you, like, good Lord, it's been over two hours now. It's been so much that, is, that, that has lifted me above right. that depression. That, I, that The depression is there. It's always going to be I, there. But I've, you know, just the idea of having you on this podcast, it's lifted me out of that. So <laughs> it's great. But, but it's art. But it's art, you know? Yeah. It is, and it and, and it does. It it uh, through your art, you can kind of release that pain in a way that, like, you've had tragedy with your son, but I'm sure you've had it before that. Absolutely, I'm sure you've had Absolutely. it before that. And and comedians, My share of it, yeah. deal with it in a different way. Like we don't like being in that darkness. We have to have some levity. So we will take the hardest moments of our life. I mean, I used to have some some really like horrible jokes about, you know, abuse, but yeah, really bring yeah, it out in, yeah. in a in a funny way where in a way that if anybody else in the audience has experienced that, first of all you're telling him you're not alone. Yeah. Second, I don't want to say this it's not as bad as it could be, but yeah. because you're not alone, it's not that bad. And exactly. reach out to me. Yep. And we'll have a talk after the show kind of thing. But yeah, I've been yeah, there and let's yeah, let's let's yeah. bring it a little bit to life and let's joke about it. It's what, not funny. What got you into you know what? Let me let me call Snoop and have her check uh -huh. that fish. <laughs> but I want to ask you what uh what got you uh interested in comedy? So give me give me one second. I'm just gonna Yeah, you call her. I'm gonna call her. Let's get her on there. Put her on mute. Hello? Who's this? <laughs> Don't you know who you called? You sounded like Savannah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of forgot about the time. Is that fish still going? Yeah, but it, you said you were going to wash it, so I, don't, I haven't washed it. Am I, I going to have to order pizza for Miss <laughs> Tiffany? Did it burn up? I don't know. You don't know. Can you just look at it? If the bacon is, is brown and crispy, then everything should be done. Okay. You want me to look right now? 
Yeah, do that. Let's do that. And you're we'll on, the, and you're on the, the air. air. You're on the air. Let's let everybody oh. know. <laughs> See, you should have felt my... You, 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 we've been together so long, you should feel oh, my... Yeah, hold my, on now. Yeah, he's yeah, on the yeah, air it's, voice. It's, uh, it looks all right. It looks... Um, <laughs> Does it look like fish? Looks like bacon. <laughs> <laughs> is 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 the bake? Does it it's look crispy? Sizzling. Is it is it sizzling? Yeah, a little. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna wrap it up soon, yeah. and then we'll come in. Let it. But what do you want me to do? Just leave it here. Turn the heat. Turn the turn the heat down to one twenty five, please. Okay. Right. We'll be All out right. in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Snoop. <laughs> yeah, I gotta feed you while you're here. So yeah, it's, it's, right, it's either gonna be fish or it's gonna. I'm gonna have to order pizza if it's burnt <laughs> up. I, I, but I did tell her I would watch the time, and I see it's been a that it's was been, that was an hour ago. It was an hour ago. I've been having so much fun. Oh my god! My god. This is a good idea. I tell you, you know, uh, talking about working through trauma, working through depression, all that stuff. This, the death of my son. It, it, it sounds weird to say that I, I I'm pulling some good out of that, but one thing that happened was I got motivated to grab a hold of a couple of artistic, creative things that I want to do. And one of them was this podcast. This is something I've been wanting to do for quite some time. Yeah. I've also been wanting to do a um, uh, a mini comedy tour with one or two other comics. And now I'm doing that with, Life I'm going to do that short. with Barbic. Life is to too do. short. You know, my, my son left and there was so much undone. There was so much that was left undone. For him. Yeah, you know, it, it, and and we were, you, you know, we were in the middle of working on on our relationship and and getting closer. I was working on putting some things into place to maybe get him out here on yeah. a student visa, and boom, he's boom. gone. That's it. Gone, because uh, he had been an addict for quite some time without me knowing. Oh man, yeah. Uh, it was tough. only about a year ago, or how do I say it? About a year before he died. That you knew. That I found out about that. It just, uh, but he he'd been an addict since he was nineteen. Wow, yeah, wow. that shit that shit is hard. That's a hard life. You know, and, and the distance, you know, of me not being there was uh, ah, I, that kind of changed my my feelings about being here. In the way, yeah, the way you're it saying awoke. it, I can I can hear that you're blaming yourself a little bit. Like I wasn't there, and I should have done something. Okay, well, stuff, I guess I didn't catch that. I'm but hearing you're right. Tone. You're right. I'm yeah, you're right. Tone. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I'm hearing a tone in your voice. You're, you're right. blaming yourself a little bit for the decisions that he made. And stuff well, like that. I'll say this. Yeah, it, it, I, I blame myself for not being there. there. Right. Uh, or I blame that situation because I know if I would have been there, I think things would have turned out a lot different for him. Yeah, but I do say that he made his own decisions. Right. As I as I alluded to, he had a golden opportunity that I laid out there for him to get him away from that environment mm. and get him over here, and he chose not to do that. There you go. That's, not, that's, that's his responsibility. I won't say, I'll stop short of saying that I blame him. Blame is a hard word to put no, on an addict. There's no blame. Because when you're an addict, you're an that addict. is ruling your life. That it's is true. ruling your life. So he wasn't in a state of mind. He wasn't in a state of existence where he could have made the right decision. No, he wasn't. And come here and no. take advantage of the he opportunity. He was unprepared. Totally, totally. And uh, you know, things things went the wrong way. He did the best he could. Let's yeah. just say that he did the best he could with what he yeah. had. Yeah. And yeah. he made the decisions that uh, that he thought was best for him at the time. But sometimes things are just really fucking hard. Sometimes they are. You and know, choices are and, really fucking and, hard. And you know, it, it, this is a difficult time. But at the same time, as I acknowledge the difficulty in <laughs> in life at this moment. I am 
feeling this weird mix of newfound freedom. Yeah. Here I am. I'm doing a podcast. Finally. Yeah. Finally. Right, right. Uh, you know, I'm about to release an album. Finally. Right. I'm focusing on stand-up. Finally. You know? Yeah. It's... It was a it was a kick in the ass for you. I Absolutely, I think it was and a I kick in the nuts. Yeah, actually. there you go. I've been kicked, kicked in the, the a- I've been kicked <laughs> in the ass before, and it hasn't really done the job. No, I've been kicked in the tits, and it did <laughs> it. So you maybe you got kicked in the tits. But let's uh, let's wrap this up. Yeah. But let me ask you: Is there anything that you're doing that you want to promote? Now I know you have a little of some limitations because of this crazy cycle. Crazy lunatic. He's yeah. locked up, but you don't know who's out there. He's locked up. I know he's got his little boys out there yeah. or whatever. But yeah, um, I anything I do you want to promote because you are, <laughs> and what an artist you are. Is there any place people can go to? Sadly, really not anymore. I used to have a Facebook page, an artist page right. that I used to promote. You had to shut that down. And I even had a web page at some yeah. point, TiffanyTroutman.com. I had to shut that down because... Could we do this? How about if you send me... Send me send me some of the photos that you have on Messenger. Okay. Some send them on Messenger. Yeah, on, on my private Messenger. Right. And then I'll repost it on my artist page when I when this episode of the podcast comes okay. out. Okay. Yeah, because that's, that's how I do it now. I do the only way I get any um, quote unquote business for my art is just word of mouth. It's from well, somebody going, oh, you know, Tiffany made this painting for me. Look, look in my house. And then their cousin was like, oh, cool, I want one. And well, this is, a, this is a brand new podcast. This is the third episode. And I actually haven't even posted any of the episodes yet, but I'm going to. <laughs> the first episode should be available um, Monday, tomorrow. Oh, cool. If things go if right, things. I'm so <laughs> technically dumb that I don't know that I'll be able to upload it. To right. The right. But anyway, uh, I don't know how many people are going to be listening from the get-go, but eventually I'm hoping for some listeners, and I want to help you get the recognition that you deserve for your art. So if that. you if you want to send me some things on Messenger, and then I'll repost it on my oh, artist yeah. page. I, I just the, made this great painting. I think it's one of my favorites of Malcolm X. I don't know if you saw it. I saw that, yes. Did you like it? Yes. I thought that was just... Fantastic. It was just such a fun painting to do, and it was so serious and so dark, and I used the blues and the blacks, and it, it went down to this homey feeling, and I didn't... I don't get to do that very often with a real guttural fucking art, you know. So if I so if I post some of your photo, uh, some of your drawings and paintings on my artist page, right. and then people want to get in touch with you to order something or to have you, you to hire you me. in, you can tag me, and in then your they can contact you, and then they okay. can contact me through I'll do that. through a private message or say, yeah. hey, I'm friend of John's and I I'll saw your that. work, and hey, you know. Well, I want to do that for you, and that's just because I totally appreciate your appreciate art. I think that. you're you're just good. I can't even. I'm not even going to try and describe your art. <laughs> people will see it. You know, you send me whatever you want to send me. I'll repost it and people will see it. I'll post it on my Twitter. I'll post it on my um, my uh, artist page on Facebook. And I'll that. post it on Instagram yeah, on my I, artist just, page. Just for the record, I paint realism. So I don't paint yeah. like, um, I, it's not the abstract, you know, splotches mm. of art on the wall yeah. that you're supposed to yeah. scratch your head and wonder <laughs> what the existential meaning of it is. It's just, it's what I see. It's yeah. a plain... Um, visual yeah. of realism. But what a vision this lady <laughs> has, people. I'm telling you, it's be- your paintings are beautiful. Thank it's just, you. yeah, I love it. I, I appreciate it. that. I appreciate I it. it. I've had so much fun on this podcast. Miss Tiffany, you are a badass <laughs> little lady. And I, I, I am so happy that you did this. Thank you so much. I love you. <laughs> I love you too, <laughs> you're just, man. You're just awesome. And I'm so ready for this food, though. Let's ask Snoop Let's what's going on. Let's go see if that fish is <laughs> <laughs> slightly blackened. <laughs> Cajun.
<laughs> we might be they might it might be pizza. But it hey, we'll let you guys know. Thanks everybody for listening to uh myself, uh your host John Allen, my guest Miss Tiffany Troutman, and uh this has been the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. It's been fun. Thank you. Bye everybody. Bye. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. I'm coming yes home. I am. Yes, I'm coming home. I'm coming home, yes I am, my Lord, oh my Lord, Lord, I'm coming home.